0: Nobody rips ass like Hibiki rips ass, quote Concho Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SocksCast episode 122. Brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies. You'll think of us every time you come. Absolutely will too. There is not a time. There is not a time since the first time that I experienced a moon pie. Every orgasm after that has completely changed
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had a moon pie before i ever before i ever orgasmed so
0: oh wow that's just been my life you were oh, just man. like yeah. you were just always orgasm post moon pie
1: How about you right i know i'm sure that you've had a moon pie at some point i've never had a moon pie i don't think they sell them in this area
0: what about wagon wheels
1: never seen those either
0: never seen wagon wheels
1: because like wagon wheels are like the shittier cousin of of a moon pie
0: so i guess you would get like i guess that would be like the 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 kroger band kroger brand orgasm that you'd get afterward (laughs) like the in-house the in-house brain uh-huh
1: yeah (sighs) kroger brand orgasm (laughs) yeah
3: To my
0: immediate virtual right, get too close and he'll lick you like he likes you. It's ret. Hello, roll (laughs) that R. I'm rolling that R. 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 Night for you. How's it going? I can't roll. I can't either.
1: Thank you, John.
0: It's a good thing. Well, somebody, somebody in the
2: group had to have a fucking talent. I can't whistle either. Can Can both of you whistle? I can't whistle either. I can whistle. I can only whistle with my teeth. Huh. Mm-hmm. I can make like one tone, but I can't like. I can like I can do, but I can't like. Oh, this is great audio, you guys. <laughs> oh, Polly, you're doing some variation there.
0: Yeah, like I can do that, but I'm just I'm just using my bottom teeth to do it. Like I don't you're serenading do... us. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> like well, if we don't have a lot of content, we gotta pad this motherfucker <laughs> out as much as we can. I mean, we're we're professional I think pod- I think pod- I think Polly
2: can. So. You think I what? I think you can whistle, Polly. I think that counts. I think you can whistle. That counts. I can. I can
0: oh my god! I can do, I can do songs with it. Uh, Guys, I'm so fucking talented! I can whistle no. with my goddamn teeth! And you can, mash, can mash 12 times a second and, in Contra. I can roll whistle. my Rs! <laughs> and I can mash a button 12 times a second. According to Mashy Mashy. Which is a ROM that you can get. Uh, but can you keep spread? that spread? rhythm? Hey. I can That
2: seems like
0: a lot. I can't ah. keep spread rhythm for shit. <laughs> My bases yeah. are so terrible. All right, now we're gonna have a podcast because Red has changed his avatar. It is a new Hibiki avatar. Yeah. There, there, we go. We're good. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. let, like, let the energy flow through us once again. It's all good. Red, Red is clearly ready. Dab Podcast. To my immediate virtual yeah. left, the one and only purveyor of any and everything from... It's John Thire. God damn it. Hi! Hey! How's it going? You killed on to that one. I don't... That's good. You know, I don't know why. Like, it's just... There are things that get stuck. I, I'm not annoyed. It's great. Like, there, there are brain. things that end up real funny to me. Like, like, you pointed out in Discord earlier that I typed asshole as two words and not one because that's way funnier for some so reason. funny. Like I will punch you in your big fat stupid asshole. Like it's just <laughs> way funnier.
3: It's just way funnier for some reason. Um,
0: so, so so you did the you you mis- did, you mistyped the word fun and you typed fum. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that struck me as that's incredibly fucking funny. <laughs> or it's incredibly it, no, fucking uh, funny. It's not
2: just it's not just that it was funny; it's that I saw it immediately, deleted the tweet, and then reposted it with fun. <laughs> but you caught it, yeah. And I think that added a lot, of, a lot of flair to it.
0: See, the cool thing about TweetDeck is is that
2: if you yeah. delete if you delete a tweet, it doesn't immediately go away. Hmm. It That'd sticks be- around through on regular Twitter too. I think everyone is just constantly. I, I think nobody else is deleting their tweets like I do. Yeah, that's a good. Oh point. well. Yeah, you... You are... I'm a big pussy about my tweets. You are
0: the most inferior... Like, every time... Like, any time you go to fucking at John, it's literally a fucking crapshoot of, oh, is the tweet there anymore? (laughs) Like, it's the (laughs) most... It is the most inferior... Like, I have literally just been like, no, I'm not responding to this. Because... At points, because it's just like, I don't know or care if the tweet is there. Fuck it, I'm not gonna check. Whatever. This reply is lost to the ether. I don't give a shit.
1: For me, it's going to click like, and it. it just goes, like failed,
0: because the tweet's <coughs> gone. That too. And that's why I don't engage with John's tweets anymore. It's because
1: it's like, wow. Who fucking knows if it's worry. there? Don't worry, John engages with his own tweets. He does! He will, he will, man... That motherfucker that will retweet, retweet themself. Yeah, oh, mm. remember this time I said this in March? I'm going to bring it back.
2: <laughs> remember the time I said this? Remember what I said? Two years ago. <laughs> remember this very funny thing I said? <laughs> in the past? <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's
0: fummy right there. <laughs> we're such assholes. We're fucking stupid. No, RATS!
2: That's what I said, Paul. That's what I said, Rhett.
0: Get us out of this hellhole. Whatever oh is God. happening, whatever is happening to
2: this podcast, <laughs> please help us remedy it. <clears throat> well, um, well, Rhett, it's time, our, it's time for our. Well, Rhett, it's time for our regular weekly news. What's been uh, happening what? in the gamer sphere, Jesus Rhett? <laughs> Update us on. Tell
1: <laughs> Ubisoft hates Black Lives Matter, uh, so that's a um, good thing. I guess that's the only thing. I didn't even look at that. I was just like, yeah, I just don't give a shit about them at yeah. all. Sorry. Like, oh, what?
0: You're telling oh, me a, a, Tom, Tom a Tom Clancy game? <laughs> yeah. You're telling me a fucking Tom Clancy game might have some fucking problematic content? You're telling me a. Cut? Might be
1: a little right wing leaning? <laughs> yeah, guy, really? I'm Like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Video games are fucking stupid. <laughs> No, they're not
1: political at all, though. No, we're just making entertainment here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. All right, forget about forget about weekly game. Yeah, I think we need to trash this segment, Red. It's just not fun <laughs> anymore. Just, why don't you just Why don't you just tell us about some games you've been playing? Yeah. Okay. Um. Or other stuff. Anime. Who gives a shit? Just or anime. No, no anime. Let's really week. just throw to the it. whole. Wait, out did you the just, all wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! Did you just say no anime this week? Yeah. Did you? What? say that again I need you I need you to say that again I didn't watch any anime for the last two weeks I'm huh what (laughs) hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on just I don't
1: what (laughs) are we in a Travis bit right now
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think Polly's gone She's so surprised. She just, she just left.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> just uh, trying to register that those are the words that I heard. Hold on. Give me a second. All right. Okay. Okay. I think I'm good now. I think I'm good. Um,
1: okay.
0: I think you're okay. Okay. So, correct.
1: Right. Yeah. I how's, how's it going? It's just, I think right before the last podcast, I had finished the ascension of a bookworm anime Mm -hmm. and I was just like yep I don't have any desire to watch anything else now because I was just like I kind of got into that sad mode of like oh I really love this thing and now it's done and I have a void in my heart you got
0: post bookworm depression it's it's a real it's a real
1: thing I was really surprised by that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started watching your Higurashi stream. So that's kind of filled a lot of the oh. you know, viewing anime adjacent oh, nice. stuff. Are you you're watching uh, along with Makashi? Yeah, I, st- okay. I started. I was just like,
0: "Fuck
2: it," starting from the question arcs, or the answer arcs. The answer.
0: Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I very much dropped out because I watched, played the first four games, and watched a ton of the streams yeah. in one go, and then needed a little bit of a Higa break. I mean. Those games were released over the course of, like, four years, you know, yeah. every yep. other yeah. Comic-Cat or something. So, like. I'm so I'm sorry, Polly, that I've what? been sort Why would of dip for a
3: bit. Like,
0: it's understandable. This is, like, it's, 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 like, I'll talk about it more, but it's just, like, <clears throat> this is something where it's mm-hmm. just, like, okay, the audience is naturally going to peel off over the course of this big eight-game thing. Like, I'm sure it's just going to be me and Sayara <laughs> when we get to Matsu- <laughs> Matsuri Bayashi.
1: <laughs> if this arc doesn't stop Unless Sayara, people am, like
2: Red jump in with the answer arcs. There you go. I,
1: well that's the thing, I think that is part of it is that people
2: who know the series can actually just jump in to yeah, see the parts yeah, they want to. Yeah. Cause this arc, I watched Kai once ten years ago. Oh so God. I actually do want to keep that pretty. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's probably really smart.
1: <clears throat> mm.
2: For me this arc always felt
1: like something was lost in the anime adaptation because you didn't get Shion's internal monologuing and thought process. Mm.
0: I think that like this like 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 Shion's a very interesting and complicated character. Yeah. Um and like a lot of her actions are easy to kind of look at and think one way. Uh and when you're given sort when you're finally like inside her head for an entire arc and it's just like oh a lot of the way she feels makes sense and you kind of just you, you kind of yeah. you, shy, you you shyly pull out that little Shion flag and start waving it around.
2: <laughs> go you go. go. You put You put away the... You put away the harpy... Yeah, you put away... Oh. <laughs> you put away the,
0: the, the Venom-spearing bitch snake flag. <laughs> and you pull
1: out the I will love and protect you forever flag. Aww. Yeah, so I'm not entirely caught up, but I've been very surprised at seeing some of the stuff that was cut out of the anime or just not super alluded to. It's just like, oh, wow, they really kind of... kind of missed the point of the story at points, uh-huh. it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been cool catching up with this. Now, I'm, now I'm immediately like, oh, I want to watch the anime again just to see exactly like what was changed. Yeah, that's what, Olu- that's what I've been doing.
0: That's what I've been doing as I'm going through this. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I would finish an arc and then watch the corresponding arc in the anime, and it's mm-hmm. been it, it's it's interesting because obviously it's cool. condensed and like you're not getting some of those big moments that the the anime has. There's a couple especially in the third arc where it's just like. Mm. Didn't hit. Didn't hit quite as hard as I thought it would mm. after the after the visual novel, uh, but still very yeah. good.
2: Of mm. I mean, one of the biggest moments in Arc Three is an internal monologue. Yeah, and that's just gone. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's rough. <clears throat> yeah. I think. Right. I think you said might dip off I think if Sayara stuck through the arc yeah, Sayara's in for the long haul. It's hard to imagine it getting worse. <laughs> I think There's of some everybody. Stuff.
0: I think that of everybody like watching right now, like I, like I mentioned it during the, the the Higurashi spoiler cast that we did for the first four arcs. Um, like, if anybody's been more inspired by Higarashi and and it seems very, very just keyed in, like it's Sayara because I mean, so much oh, of his man. art has been like. A reflection of Higarashi. Right. And he's done a lot of Higarashi like, memes and actual art. Um, like, the, the, a lot of his expressive works. Uh, there's a couple of really good ones that's like, man, can you get me a print of those, please? <laughs> um, but, yeah. Good stuff. And Jetstorm, of course. Jetstorm's on the ball. Dropped Rhett. We dropped Rhett? Yep. Well, it's okay. Yep. It's just the... the, the yeah. It's just... Oh, man. Like, he just it completely dropped... But it's fine. Like, me and John are That's great at filling it. air. We can there fill we air. I'm so sorry. Of course. You closed the browser, didn't you?
1: <laughs> did you, you? I opened you, a you new opened, one. You opened a it's new tab. Most, of I course you did. Because I wanted to look at the chat in the Discord chat, so I just opened a new tab. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: this happens every time, and I do it too. <laughs> it's not even that
1: I'm closing it. It's that I'm opening a new one. It goes, oh, you want to be over here now? It's like, no, just why would you close it like that? Anyways. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> Beepner. Professional bought, Beepner
0: bought one of uh, Sarah's prints. I'm gonna see if Sarah could put one of those up in his store for the for, to, to to be one L- one like mm-hmm. one. Like, there are a couple that I, I have one of Sarah's prints. <laughs> I have one
2: of Sayara's prints. They make me happy.
0: Yeah, like Sarah's I I... guys. If you don't know, Sayara's art is fucking amazing. Grace's art, like we have. Look at the privilege we have of having uh, yep. Sayara's art be either, be like our the entire identity of our podcast. It's the most incredible. Thing. It's so cute. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Farty, farting. Everybody was farting and subscribing while I was giving uh good friend Sayara so many props.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, right. where were you? Uh so I did <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat has this you know some phlegm in it today. I've got that um, issue I, too, it's fine. I played some video games.
0: Yo, those are those are cool sometimes.
1: Yeah. I had yeah. a string of getting mad at a whole bunch of video games.
0: Oh God, man, I had that issue. Oh. Man, that, is, that was me a yeah. couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So these are from a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was just bouncing off games like viciously, oh. but there were two. There were two like, okay, this is good, but I'm done playing it. I'm sorry. Like both times, I uninstalled the game, kind of a bit mad, and then came back a few days mm-hmm. later. Played for another hour. and was just like, okay, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm done with you. All right. So, uh, first of those two was a game called Void Bastards. Ah, oh, hey this this game looked okay. cool. It's see that's the thing is I like this game. I get what they're going for. It's really cool. It is a first person rogue light mm-hmm. where you go through these randomly generated derelict space stations mm-hmm. or spaceships, basically and you're scavenging to for materials because you're trying to, you know, repair things on your ship to get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's so, like one of the cool things is that like these, the ships are procedurally generated in a way where like every room has its own function. We're like, I'm trying to remember because I played this a couple weeks ago, like certain rooms like, oh, the dining hall will have food in it, obviously. And then that's the resource. To, like every turn you make, you consume food or, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the engine room to get fuel. And then some of them are a little more, like, specific, like, oh, if you go to the, uh, like, the captain's quarters, you can download a map of the whole area or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because, like, instead of just going into this area, like, in Binding of Isaac, everything is just random. Like, there's no purpose to any of the rooms. Yeah, like, they're not
0: utility. They're just, they're made to be obstacle courses for the enemies to fit
1: in. So in this, it's like, oh, I... I'll go into the spaceship and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of, you know, security cameras and stuff. Oh, I want to go to the security room to disable the cameras first. Like, there's more purpose in planning out how you go through these areas, yeah. and that's interesting. But I think there's not a ton of variety mm-hmm. where I kind of found myself just kind of booking it towards the captain's quarters, like, every time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that kind of bummed me out is... The shooting is very basic as a first-person shooter. Mm. Like, enemies that just kind of beeline towards you with very straight projectiles. And it's just like, the couple of times I died, it was because I got mobbed so hard that I was just, like, instantly dead. Whereas for the most part, the game was actually pretty easy as a shooter. Mm. The other thing that's weird is the rogue light progression is, I think it's actually way too generous. Oh, you just did too much shit? So, basically, uh, there's a whole crafting kind of upgrade thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the vein of, kind of reminded me a bit of uh, Rogue Legacy, which is another, you know, very upgrade-driven roguelite game. Yeah, yeah. Basically, every ship will have, like, one kind of unique crafting item that you can use to make these upgrades. Like, oh, like, 15% stronger revolver or something. And, like, a lot of those will require multiples. Mm-hmm. Or not multiples, but, like... Like, you'll need duct tape and an iron pipe or something. Like, it'll require multiple items. Yeah. And then there's also the, the main story progress. Like, I think the first thing is, like, forge a, forge an ID card. So you need, like, a printer and ink or something. I'm just making this up. So you, what I found, though, is that, so the first one, like, forge, forge an ID card, you have to get two items, and it kind of points you towards where they'll be on the, the map, which is, you know, pretty random. So I get the first one, or like I think the first time I died right before I got the first one, and I was like, okay, I'll try again on a new run. Get the first item, keep going. Get the second item. Get the like the story progression, and it's like, okay, now you're on like depth two, and there's three I- items I need to get the next kind of story progress thing. Hmm. And I and I keep going on the same life, and I get the first one, and then I die. Okay. And I'm like, okay. okay. So in my head, I thought the game was that you have to get all three of these items on the same run yeah. to progress. And then I load up a new character, look at my inventory and it's like all still there, oh. including one out of three for the story progression items. And I was just like, Oh, did I lose anything for dying? And the answer was kind of no. Oh, <laughs> Weird. So that just seemed really weird. I think there is like a way, there is like a permadeath mode for the game, mm-hmm. but that also seems way too harsh. It seems like it kind of could just get away with wiping your whole inventory every time, though, as long as... So then there's more of a risk-reward of, like, oh, do I want to use the iron pipe in this grade upgrade that I can make immediately, or do I want to save it and try to get the duct tape for the better upgrade later yeah. on? Oh, but if I die, then I'll lose everything. Like, that, that doesn't exist in the game because you just keep everything when you die. So that was a little weird, but I think it was mostly just that the random generation in the levels and the shooting weren't very good. I was just like, after, you know, three or four hours, it's just like, I kind of think I've seen all of this, huh? Because it just, once I realized the inventory didn't reset, it's like, oh, this is just kind of a grind,
2: huh? Mm-hmm. To get everything. Yeah. That's that's like the big problem with a lot of games in this style, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: They all kind of fall into that weird um, shit. Like, it feels like, it's a weird Skinner box, basically.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: but it's yeah. not interesting in the same ways that like the Binding of Isaac keeps opening up
1: yeah like Binding of Isaac is like I mean there's a ton of randomness in that game but it is, it is essentially all skill based Yeah, very skill based yeah whereas this it felt like if you can just get one item per just, life you'd still be yeah just keep progress. slamming your
0: face against it yeah and cause
1: even like Rogue Legacy the way it wiped your money between runs yeah That was still something. Yeah. And even that, like, my problem with that game is that it is so upgrade-focused. Yeah. It's, like, it's complete... See, the problem with that game is that it's, like, completely unfeasible to actually beat the game on your first life. Yeah. Where on this, I think it totally is. Because, like, say you get a health upgrade and you craft it, Mm -hmm. you get it immediately. You don't have to wait for your next life. Yeah. So it's, like, in Rogue Legacy, like, everything just was waiting for the next character because you were dying constantly in that. Mm Hmm. So I think it's a cool <laughs> game with the concepts that just maybe felt a little underbaked. Oh. Uh, and the other game I played and kind of bounced off was uh, War Groove.
0: Oh no! Which is... Advance Wars, basically.
1: So yeah, I didn't realize. So I've never played Advance Wars. Oh. I kind of looked at this. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, what was uh, the game name uh, one more time? War Groove. War
2: Groove. Oh, I have a friend that's gotten really, really into this. One. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is tell me, tell the, me about
2: why you been stop it.
1: This is the strategy RPG that kind of took the storm by, or this took the switch by storm a couple years so ago, because people were desperate for a strategy. Yeah, RPG it was about a system. year ago.
0: Yeah, and, and people are think, just hungry for more stuff. So- something that is like I know that this has like a more of a musical element to it, but like people are just really thirsty for something that's not Fire Emblem, but also is Advance Wars.
1: Yeah. I think it came out before there Sorry. was any Fire Emblem on the Switch, too, so I yeah. think people maybe yeah. thought this was going to be that, and it's definitely not. <laughs> Fire... Red hates
0: it because there's not a face-petting minigame.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> I haven't played Three Houses. I don't know nothing about that. I only, pl- I only played uh, Awakening, and I didn't even like it that much. <laughs>
2: did like it enough to replay the first ten chapters like six times. Like twenty I times!
1: I, was, <laughs> I tried to squeeze the fun out of that game. So Literally. here's my problem with this game. Like okay. thirty-six times. This game's really fucking yeah. hard. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Wargroove is really hard from what I've heard.
1: Yeah. And like, I, I just kind of didn't overall mesh with its style because like, Fire Emblem, every unit you have matters.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they can permanently mm-hmm. die and duel your overall army will be forever weakened by that. This game goes so far in the opposite direction; it's just like hilarious because this it's Advanced Wars, and I haven't played one of those. I think I played like a knockoff on the Turbo Graphics a long time ago. Oh, basically, this is a game where <laughs> you have uh, bases on the map, and every mm-hmm. base you have will give you like hundred gold per turn. Yeah, and then you can buy more units every yeah. turn. So you are just spamming new units and throwing them at the enemy constantly. That's advance wars. But the enemy is also doing that, and it's just—I yeah. found that style really frustrating. Yeah. Because every map is like, oh, but the enemy controls seventy percent of the map at the start. You've you've got this insane uphill climb to yeah, like beat that's them. kind
0: of always the
1: setup. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying where it's just like. You have to do so much better than the I.I. in these matchups, like, because everything is, you know, like, (laughs) super strong.
0: (laughs) It's better than the I.I., and I just pictured the little Super Monkey Ball.
3: (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) oh my
0: God. You gotta play better than I.I., that's all you gotta do.
1: A.I., (laughs) the computer. No, I like I.I. better.
2: really busted our balls this episode, Polly. (laughs) But you're having fun.
3: Uh, <laughs> Go on.
1: <sighs> the br- so the thing that was frustrating for me is that a lot of units will almost are all completely or almost die in one hit. Oh, because of like how effective or super effective like a weakness will be. Like, yeah, like you send a dog against an archer or something, and the dog is just like one hit killed. Yeah. The other thing is that as the unit's HP goes down, they get less effective. Yeah, they
0: get less effective.
1: So even if they don't die in one hit, they're essentially useless at that point. Like, you have to have them retreat. Because it's like, it is like fully scaled, where it's like, oh, if this unit goes down to 10% HP, they will do like 10% damage at that point. And that's worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. So the game, I think they patched it after release, because everyone was like, why is this so fucking hard? Yeah, yeah. They patched it to... They added in, you know, assist mode and difficulties, presets. Uh So just, I had gotten really frustrated at this one match, and I was just like, I'm going to quit this game, because I'm too prideful to lower the difficulty. I'm baby. I I do the game. (laughs) And then, after like two days of not playing anything, just being kind of grumpy, I was like, I'm going to give the game one more shot. (laughs) (laughs) And I I put the difficulty down one notch, and so it's like, oh, now you take 80% damage. And it's like, well... That's a little bit better, but then you still run into the issue of this unit would have been killed in one hit before, but yeah. now they're twenty percent HP, they're still kinda useless. So then I find I beat the match I was stuck on, and then the next one was just like the enemy controls 80% of the map, there's three bridges and choke points, and they just come and fucking rush you and it sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Because there's also like God, there's like twelve unit types. Yeah. So, so like figuring out all the weaknesses like what to what to buy when you see enemies coming at you it's like i don't really give a shit to memorize all this yeah also the when the enemy has like a dragon and they are just no matter what you do you're just kind of fucked is also kind of annoying that's a bummer cuz so like the game is fun but also the story was like not going anywhere particularly interesting mm. Mm. like it doesn't take itself seriously at no all. It's, it's all it's
0: very yeah. it's very it's very online uh from the dialogue yeah
1: scene <laughs> very goofy where like the commanders are just like teasing each other between matches and yeah then...
0: like and there's a lot of that com- again comes from um uh, a lot of advanced war stuff where the interactions between the generals mm. is generally pretty good stuff uh, but they those games yeah. usually end up having pretty decent stories as well so uh. except day of ruin that one got a little too. That one's a little too mm. too edge lordy. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the impression I got from how people oh. talk about it. Yeah. So yeah i I they, think they it's made a... like a tu- they made like a grim and gritty oh, advanced no. Wars at the very end of its lifespan. In yeah, a like weird... they, they took they... this
0: really colorful game and just sucked all the color out of it. So it's just this oh, drab no. ass looking, just like it. it I think Beepner played it. Uh, and I remember him talking about it uh, quite a bit, and it being it sounding really boring.
1: Oh, so yeah, I think this is a good game. It just you know kind of wasn't for me. Not 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 the red but, flavor. Because mm. I think like there's something that's just about the way like you can be right about to beat the enemy, and they just keep spawning units. It's just like fuck off! Like even when I beat that one match where you start with like this real uphill climb, and eventually I control half the map, and you know we're evenly matched still take kind of forever just to beat the enemy into submission because they just keep spawning new shit every fucking turn. And I I don't know,
2: don't want to micromanage like 20 minutes on my side. When you started talking about the lower the difficulty, I thought it was going to be the Fire level thing again, where you're like, and then it was too easy. That's
1: that's what I was super (laughs) afraid of. So that's why I only went to like 80% damage, which is like the game even says it's a tiny bit easier. Because then after that, it's like, Okay, now you just take 50% damage and we give you way more money per turn. It's like, oh, okay. You just don't care at that point. Now and then you're Because then there's even one below that where it's like just the story mode. <laughs> and then you can even just go into custom and set everything to like yeah. zero if you really want yeah. to. And we're not bagging that, story- on that. We're not bagging on yeah. that stuff. It's just, it's not how you wanted to play that game. No. Yeah. Because story mode. I think even in story mode, it's like you take 30% damage, so you still have to play the game. Yeah. But you could still conceivably lose. Mm. So that's that's the stuff I was up to like two weeks ago. Cool. But I felt like talking about all the anime last episode. I remember that. Those were, remember the days when Rhett watched
2: anime? I started a new show. I'm only so one episode in, though. The same length that me and Polly are in *Simple Gear* season three. Boom! Oh, I don't I, know if you could
1: hear, but I really
2: loudly.
1: I heard a sigh. No, I heard the
2: sigh. I, I a heard the sigh, laugh and for some reason,
0: just... for some reason, my brain inserted the the, the sound of the Higurashi as, as soon as we meant as soon <laughs> as you said that. <laughs> Red,
2: that's the that's Red's first step. That's Red not getting the doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: god
1: <laughs> it makes me sobbing
2: Polly said she liked the show but then she dropped it on season 3 <laughs> she didn't even just stop watching it it literally says
0: dropped on her profile <laughs> that red text burned into his soul that's the reason that is the reason for this tragedy
3: Rhett's been writing a 150
0: page notebook he's been writing ever since that day (laughs) (sighs) life is good yeah yeah good good fucking times. okay so Polly what's you been up to what have I
2: been up to I, I,
0: I, oh man! Hey guys, hey, just checking.
2: Am I still coming through? Yeah. Am I, yeah, you're good. Just checking. Am I coming through clearly? Yep. Yeah. Good. Cool. I continue. So
0: you know, guys, it, it's the year 2020. Uh-huh. It's the year of our mm-hmm. Lord 2020, and you know what that means? Everybody feels like shit. Everybody feels yeah. like man. Everything I do sure does feel very muted and terrible, and I feel like I'm bouncing off of literally everything I'm doing. Uh huh. So that's kind of been my last two weeks. Um, Kind of a theme here. Yeah, like that's kind of been the theme. I'm just like, man. So I've got like a grab bag of things I've kind of been been, been dealing with, playing around with. (laughs) So so, so I I finished Hunt Down Hard Mode. I finished Hunt Down nice. in hard mode. And, cool. Um, I don't think it's necessary, uh, because I think that by the time you get to the end, uh, or even like the halfway point of that game, you got enemies with shotguns that are kind of just ripping you in half in one or two hits anyway. Oh so no. that's ba- that's kind of basically what the hard mode in this game comes down to. It's basically it's just one or two hits and you're dead. Um, which, I mean, I'm fine with. Like It made those end-of-level uh, bosses so much more fun um and you have obviously mm-hmm. got to be a lot more aware of the patterns that are playing out. So it was, it was a good time. Um Okay, cool. I don't think that it made the 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 end of area bosses um that much more difficult because those are like bigger and I feel like more scripted cuz they're 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 bigger and more set PC They're awesome. I love the absurdity of them. Um mm-hmm. But I didn't really feel that those got way harder. I feel like it was more of just, like, the levels are way harder now because you're so much more fragile and, like, the the end-of-the-level bosses are just like, okay, I've got to be hyper-aware now of just, like, of any ads that are coming in and if somebody drops health, I need to go grab that shit yesterday. Um, But that was a good time. Uh, I still had a good time. It was a good way to kind of get a little more play out of a game that's about three or four hours already. So I got another couple hours out of it and I'll probably... You know, dip in and play that game a little more because you do get uh three starting agents uh that you can play with, and they all have various different little quirks to them but it 's mostly just kind of like a, their flavor uh their flavor dialogue there 's a lot a lot of that to still enjoy uh game's still very funny game's still very pretty uh game still cool. sounds amazing game is only thirteen ninety nine on switch right now uh so just in case anybody 's interested that would be yeah. obviously the week of cool. August twenty ninth, twenty twenty. So, uh, so that's been fun.
1: Um, I started learning mahjong. Man, this came out of nowhere for me.
0: It didn't really come out of nowhere. It's something that like, I love. This, by the way. There. Okay. Okay. So the fourth arc of Higurashi, uh, Himatsubushi, mm-hmm. um, takes place from the, the 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 perspective of a cop, and he comes to Hinamizawa to kind of start investigating shit. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle of all of this, like he meets up with our the cop that we're already familiar with, Oishi, and then they go to a mahjong parlor and they play a very uh, intense game of mahjong. Um, and while we were reading this game of mahjong, like none of us in chat, other than maybe Sayara, knew mahjong but everybody was just kind of flipping the fuck out at how well this scene was written and just how intense it was. (laughs) It was just so stupidly over the top. It's very much, what's that, uh, Akagi, I think? Or is that the other one?
1: Kaiji is the. do you think uh, Akagi... No, Akagi is the Mahjong one. Okay,
0: yeah, so, like, they're playing the scene out, it's super intense, there's, like, this high-intensity CG of Akasaka slamming down, um, <laughs> like, like, tiles with lightning flying everywhere, it's incredible. <laughs> and it was just, like, I've always considered this, like, the most incomprehensible table slash board game Uh thing in the world. It's something that, like, I've always kind of, like, looked at videos on and, like, five minutes in, your eyes gloss over and they find you in your bathtub dead the next morning. That's kind of how it is (laughs) trying to, like, that's how it seems when you're not, I I guess, fully dedicated until it's, like, listening to the explanations of what they're trying to tell you. Uh, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I found, like, a really good, um, uh, it was it was a uh, a good YouTube video. Uh, it was about three hours, but I only I only had to watch like the first maybe hour of it to kind of get okay. All of this actually is, is making sense now. Um, so like you know, I cool. and then I had posted on the forum. It's just like you know, I've always kind of like like there, there's 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 like a, a, a somebody started a, a, a table a tabletop game thread on the forum, and I was just like, yeah, I've always kind of been interested in mahjong. And Ghosty was just like, well, hey, there's this like online flash version you can play. Um, and then like so then I started practicing on that after I kind of got the basic rules down, and it was just like, oh, this actually like it's very complex don't get me wrong I'm not going to sit here and make it sound like it's the easiest thing in the world to grasp because I still don't 100% Mm -hmm. grasp it um a lot of Mahjong is really in luck and being able to think like five tiles ahead um and and being able Mm -hmm. to absorb the information in front of you of the tiles that have been discarded and thinking to yourself what's left what what hasn't been pulled and what do Mm -hmm. I have the best chance of pulling um but once you kind of get the basic rules down of like what the goal is to win a hand uh and things like that it's not so hard to understand it's just like it it, it's very similar to cards in that like it's just suits and numbers and and like building very basic combinations like like, you know like a triplet is just three of the same tile uh a run is like one two three four five six seven eight nine like that's a run just three tiles like a straight yeah it's like a straight uh and then you just you need to build a mm-hmm. hand out of like they call those two things melds you need four melds and a pair <laughs> that's all you need so you just need you, you know, it can be any combination of that it can be like three runs and three runs a triplet and a pair and then that's your hand you know you call that you won the hand so like and, and there's a lot more to it than that um like you you start getting into like dora modifiers and things like that um, and it's stuff that you kind of just start absorbing you... slowly as, as, as you start poking around with it and seeing how hands start playing out. Um, and, and that's been really fun and interesting to, to, to start yeah. poking around with it. Was you going to ask a question, John?
2: I was just going to make a joke. I said, um, when you break a tile that makes it vulnerable to toppling, and once it's <laughs> toppled it's vulnerable to being dazed. <laughs> Continue. Um, uh... <clears throat> yeah. So, so
0: yeah, like, it, it, it's, it's been an interesting thing. Like, I think that myself, Sayara, um, uh, Zalaz, and uh, Ghosty are probably going to try and get together in the next week or two and get some four-person awesome. games going. Uh, because oh we gosh. found, uh that, like, I think we're going to play on this thing called uh, Mahjong Soul, where it's basically kind of just a free-to-play... I think it's meant mostly for mobile, but you can play it through your browser, and it's it's pretty like it's very good at helping you understand what's going on in the middle of a game like if you like if you're trying to keep track of like tiles that have been discarded if you are like you can hover over a tile and then it'll show you on the board if any of that same tile have been discarded so you're you know it makes it easier to think about your discards and things like that Um... Um, yeah like uh, the only thing that's really complicated right now is understanding Yaku which are like to win a hand you need to form at least one Yaku and one an easy way to think of a Yaku is like a winning condition uh, and that basically adds a multiplier mm-hmm. to your score at the end like the easiest way to get it is to just never open your hand um, and you open a hand by taking tiles from other people to create either a straight or a triplet so like if somebody drops a tile that you need you could say I want that but yeah you, you don't say i want that but it's funnier <laughs> to think that you say i want
2: that. <laughs> i do
0: yeah you say you, you want say, that give me give me
2: give me give me yeah there you While go your fingers. make
0: a big theatrical gesture out of it um and mm-hmm. uh you, you you take that tile and you like you put it like you know like off to the side and now your hand is considered open so you don't qualify for the most basic closed hand yaku so you've got to make you've got to make your hand work another way in order to qualify as a winning hand uh and there's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many yaku. There's like 580 billion of them, and it's just like, like I don't know that's... how you keep track of all of that. Like, I don't know how you keep track of all that. Like I, mm-hmm. like the game that we are playing keeps track of all that shit. Like like if you go to highlight a tile and you're trying to make it a winning tile, it'll be like you don't have any yaku that will make this tile playable, uh, and things like that. Like that shit super hmm. great. Like when you're dealing with like video mahjong, it's fantastic. Um, like, like, um, like I said, we we're playing Mahjong Soul and I was like, I've, I've put in, I'm, man, I've done like, I don't know, I've probably played two or three hours, uh, of that. And it's, it's, it's been really fun. Um, so it's like, I'm still learning. Um, but it, it's something different. It's something like, you know, so hopefully, like I said, me, my myself, Zellos, uh, Sayara and, and Ghosty can get together and get some full games going sometime of just four people who are just absolute crap at it. <laughs> It'll be absolutely amazing. Uh but but you know like and, and, and I think that like you have to kind of get used to just like oh it's really just like poker where you're just going to get shit for hands most of the time. Um mm. it's not like the anime mm-hmm. where every hand is fucking gold and every round is just action like non-stop fucking action. It's literally just like okay I'm literally trying to get rid of my straight entire... flush, Mr. Bond. There you go. I'm trying to just throw my entire hand in the garbage can. uh You know, like you're mm-hmm. you're going to end up with rounds like that, but Absolutely, like it's been—it's been fun learning this. I'm gonna continue to do it because it's—it's been really cool. Uh, so yeah. And then we're gonna watch Saki. And then we'll watch Saki because I'll understand it, <clears throat> and I'll have the anime
2: girls to look at. And you'll have the. There you go. <laughs> I think I think pretty much any time we pick up any interest that is not a piece of media mm-hmm. is a win. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Like, I want to actually be good enough sometime to actually sit down and play an actual game of mahjong with actual pieces and people. Like, I would, that, that, that is an ideal goal yeah. for me. Uh, because I, I, be I, so fun. I really love mahjong sets. Like, I've seen so many of them in my time. I've held them. They, they're just, they're really nice little pieces of work. Uh in craftsmanship, if you if mm. you're if you're dealing with like more expensive sets and tiles, like they just feel really nice in your hand. They feel good to smack down. Uh it's just a really <laughs> cool thing. So like yeah, like the ideal in the ideal setting is like, yeah, I'd like to move beyond playing this online sometime at some point. That would be a cool little goal <laughs> to have. Um Yeah. Mm. And, and like you said, like it's Well not... that's what I
2: mean. It's still like it is a it's, yeah, it's a real life thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're playing the virtual version right now, it's yeah, not yeah. just I'm doing like, it another in video game, another yeah, I'm doing anime it, or whatnot.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm doing it in service to, like, I want to actually play this with people sometime. Like, I do plan on visiting Japan someday and, like, going to a mahjong parlor and actually playing with mm-hmm. people would be rad. Oh, my
2: God. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Like, that would be so rad. The fucking dream. Yeah. So, like, and then yeah, I think they're they're that's. You've that been playing for six, 60 years and they just fucking destroy you. I'm fine with
1: it.
0: wouldn't that be satisfying? (laughs) that'd be satisfying, yeah, like it would be totally fine (laughs) I I wouldn't be bothered by that, it's the experience like, it's like, even just playing the online version, you get it's just like, it's just kind of the experience of being there and kind of just playing this game with people and like it's really weird and, and kind of relaxing in a way that I wasn't expecting because like, things that just involve luck tend to drive me fucking nuts um, but hmm. this, this doesn't drive me fucking nuts yet. <laughs> yet! <laughs> I'm sure I will yeet my computer out the moment, like, Sayara <laughs> roans me and takes 25,000 points. So, I'm sure that that'll happen at some point. And then I'll, I will yeet Sayara
2: out a fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> I think this totally rules, Polly. I'm excited to yeah. see the journey continue. Yeah,
0: like, this has, this has been fun. And I'm eager to do it, do, do it some more. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing them with us, yeah. too. I've only seen Mahjong
1: in the Yakuza video games, mm-hmm. and they don't teach you <laughs> anything. The
0: funny thing is, it's like all, like, like every YouTube video that I found for Mahjong was either, like, like we're gonna, like, like everybody's watching Saki, and they love it, so they want to understand Mahjong, and then there's, like, the mm-hmm. other 90% where it's like, oh, it's it's in Yakuza. Nobody understands it, but they want trophies.
1: It was just frustrating because, like, again, that ge- Yakuza games have a shitload of minigames, but at least, oh, yeah. like, they teach you how to play them. Mm-hmm. With, with Mahjong, they just don't even, like, try. So you just see, like, these <laughs> tiles, and I just have no idea where to even start.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's it's. I imagine that it's something that's so ingrained in Japanese culture that they feel they don't yeah. have to explain it. Um, and yeah, and, and yeah like, they, or maybe for the US version, they should have, like, a set of rules. But I think that Mahjong is actually starting to catch on a little more, because there's a Switch mm-hmm. game that came out, uh, and I have the DS version of it, too. It's called, uh, Clubhouse Games. Oh, um, right, I remember mm-hmm. that. And they've got a really comprehensive Richie Mahjong, um version of the in there that's actually really really well done so uh but i but i see more people like so like like i did just a search just a tertiary search on uh twitch the other night and saw like oh wow there's like seven or eight people here playing the mahjong game like oh that's actually really cool so it sounds like people are kind of like starting to kind of gravitate a little more toward it maybe it's not gonna be this weird confusing puzzle box that we've made it out to be um because like once you get the basics down i think that it's easier to kind of start understanding like once you start playing it makes a lot of sense um you might not understand all of the winning conditions right away or what's making your hand what it is but i feel that things like mahjong soul are like actively teaching you that and they actually have like a list of all of the valid uh, Yaku on their site, so you can look at it and say, okay, that's that's a rule, that's a rule, that's a rule. And you can just, like, keep some of them in your head and try to work towards that. Uh, but but again, you can always just win by just never opening your hand if you want to play that way, too. So, so yeah, that, that's been a fun little experience. Um, speaking of experience and experiments, so, what is... Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask the both of you a question, and I bet you can answer it right away. Our community... Has one game that feels like literally everybody except <laughs> the three of us plays uh-huh. on a regular basis. It floods your oh, <laughs> it, it floods your timeline every day. You've no doubt, ta- like you've no doubt, had to listen to people talk about it, not knowing what the fuck they're talking about, but being very happy for them in, in the process. Of course. Uh-huh. Um, do, do either of you two? Happy for no. the world they get to enjoy. <laughs> do either of you two know what that game might be? I think I do. You think you do? What about you, John? I think I do. Alright, both of you answer I think at I the do. same time.
1: Final Fantasy Eleven. It's Final, Four- Final
2: Fantasy. 14. 14. 14. Nailed it. <laughs> Rhett. 11. Nailed
1: it, right? <laughs> I can never forget XI for Eleven. You can never is... you can never forgive eleven.
2: Yeah, <laughs> i had I had a really, I had a really funny vision because they announced that there was new 11 content coming out like what 20 years ago. What yeah, the still fuck? What the fuck? How is that still a thing? <laughs> and I and I thought, wouldn't it be funny in a contrarian asshole way. if I got pretty into Final Fantasy 11 for a little. Bit? Oh my
0: god. <laughs> And you should do it at at the exact same time that I started playing Final (laughs) Fantasy XIV. Yes. The right one.
2: So. Sounds like it.
0: So Square did this crazy thing with, uh, I think it was patch 5.3, where Mm -hmm. they've had a pretty generous offering for their trial up until now. But now it's, like, literally the most generous... Try- like, you can literally probably play this game for, like, 70 hours and never have to pay for a thing. Like, yeah, it's literally, it's really, like... It yeah. is a whole-ass experience. I think that you can
1: play all of the content up through the end of Word. It's, like, it's the entire Realm Reborn game and the entire first expansion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you can play up to level 60. That's wild. Uh, there are
0: very, very, very few restrictions on uh, what you can and can't do in-game. Like, I've run into a couple of things where it's just like, okay, they won't let me use that, but it makes sense that why they wouldn't let you use that, because it's probably something that scammers could use to, like... Is it, like, trading money? It's trading money and things like that. Um yeah. And you can't like get housing and things like that, but that's like that's mm-hmm. fine, you know like I like as, as a trial player, I am not even at a point where I need to even be thinking about housing, so I tried this a couple years ago. I got to like level mm. ten or so, and I was I remember, like, and I was just like, okay, I'm sorry, video game, you're not for me mm-hmm. like we're we're like I got nothing against you, you're just not the kind of video game that I like playing, and that's fine
3: mm-hmm
0: so I just I'm,
2: can't deal with dual analog controls. Yeah, that's, that's not my thing. Exactly.
0: <laughs> remember, remember those days? Remember those days when I was a baby about analog controls? Yes. God, I was. Continue. I, I was such a whiny fucking baby. God. <laughs> like
3: what the fuck was
0: my I like problem? now? I'm like now, like I'm totally
2: <laughs> t- <laughs> still dropping like an eight thread, eight tweet thread. <laughs>
0: I just don't understand Combat, John. You're play, rushing play, 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 it. Play, play, you're play, rushing play. it, John. You're rushing it. You're rushing it. So, Continue. so thanks to this generous new trial, I was like, I'm gonna do it again because they're giving <laughs> away, they're giving away so much of this fucking game, and I feel that just like having it on your hard drive and just seeing, like, okay, what is this really about now? Like, I feel you're giving me a lot of the game to look at here. Why not? So
2: throw it on. Is this after they did the? Is this after they did the patch that cuts a ton of the? Yes, I think this was the um, same tedious This is the they same patch where apparently
0: they've taken all of the Realm Reborn stuff and kind of sped it up a bit, so that yeah. you can start hmm. getting to the Heavensward stuff, which is where that game kind of like I'm just here for Istola. That's why I'm here.
2: That's and, and I, my that's my understanding is that Realm Reborn has like a nice payoff, but there's a yeah. lot of there are a lot of bullshit quests oh, in, in the okay. main story. Okay, and so I start I start, start playing some of that.
0: I start playing the video game. I start punching things because that's what you do with my class. You punch things. She punch. She punch. She punch. I would love this. You game.
1: pugilize them. <laughs> yes, I pugilize. <laughs> not <them. laughs> knowing what that word was. <laughs> it's
0: so official sounding. Is it pugilist? It's such a good word. So, started playing, and at that particular night, I was already not in the greatest of moods. Mm. So I immediately bounce off. I bounce off of this video game in a real violent way, where it's like, I literally feel like I'm dying a slow death through insanity, trying to understand the inanities of MMO video games.
1: You made some tweets, and John was like, hmm, don't think she's talking about anything specifically. And I just immediately DM you, you tried Final Fantasy XIV again, huh?
3: Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah!
0: And so everybody's just like, well, that's the end of that. Next day. Hey, everybody!
3: (laughs) Hey, everybody!
0: Guess what? I happened. I happened. That's what... <laughs> when you poly a video game, it means you get very, very angry at it and you hate it and you swear it off and then you go play it the next day.
2: You sundere it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I sundere it pretty hard
2: <laughs> see like my issue with
0: playing the game like Carmichael mentions in the chat like, yeah like I'm playing a pugilist and it is actually a pretty technical class like you've got to be aware of your positionals mm-hmm. and everything uh, like it's very Xenoblade-ish in a way where you've got to be aware that like, mm-hmm. you know, like this attack works best from the flank this attack works best from the back I don't know what that comparison
1: means but okay I don't know what That's that comparison
0: funny. is either
1: um, it's funny because when I first played Xenoblade I was like, "Oh, this is like Final Fantasy XI. Oh. <laughs> because the, the thief class in that was entirely about backstabs and side, yeah, side stabs. Yeah. So it's like, "Oh, Shulk is the thief in this cool." Like I had a point of reference. Uh. Yeah, so so
0: <clears throat> like it wasn't that stuff that was getting to me. I actually liked that part of it because it, like it made me feel like I was like, "Okay, I've got to dance around like I can like it, like it, when you're solo that stuff doesn't work." Uh, yeah. You can't make the positional stuff work because it's just you pulling aggro. Uh, but I can mm-hmm. see, like, how in a dungeon setting, like, okay, like, if I'm DPSing, I can just dance around enemies all fucking day and make this cool stuff work and make the sparks fly and all that stuff happen. What ground me to paste was was just like, oh, man, it's these quests and it's this map that is a little hard to read at times and... um that just kind of, like, got on my nerves, where it was just like, I'm not in the mood to try and parse all of this shit right now. And the, they they throw so much shit at you up front, too. It's like, hey, there are crafting classes and all of this stuff that you probably don't want to pay attention to right now. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of felt like, maybe in their rush to get me through the, the, the Realm Reborn stuff, they might have thrown a little too much at me initially. Mm. Um but, but 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 but, to make a long story short because this story isn't actually very long right now, um I'm mm. like right out, I'm parked it's an out- ongoing journey it's an ongoing journey. I'm parked outside the first dungeon right now, um oh my God,
1: how long have you been parked there? uh
0: well, I didn't have any um I didn't have any time to play it this week i I've act- it, it's been a pretty uh, busy week, okay. so i I just didn't bother like I like and after we did Higarashi streams, mm. I was just like, I'm kind of already just ready to chill yeah. for the evening. So, yeah, I'm going to try and do that. Mm. I don't know. Like, we gotta, i got to report a midday podcast tomorrow, so I might just try and do it after that. Or something. I know a couple of people that have kind of offered, like, hey, like, if you want your first dungeon experience to be a little lighter with people you know, like, we'll, we'll hook you up.
1: So, yeah, that could help. If he is just chomping at the bit, like, please play with me, please play with me. <laughs> I don't know that we
0: can play uh-huh. together.
1: She, I think she said something like, "There's a mode where like it oh, won't delevel her, oh, so right, she'll right, just go right. in and fucking wreck everything for you." Yeah, like that. Like I, I'm not gonna learn
0: how to play the dungeons if 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 that happens though. I need to actually like you know like this is a this is me diving in and trying to like okay I'm gonna understand this like even if like if I end up coming out of the other side not liking this at least I'm gonna understand mm-hmm. more what people like about it like because right now it's just like. Well, I'm just like the crappy MMO character where they like I got all my crappy looking gear and everybody's running around. They've got like cool <laughs> shit. Everybody looks sexy and I just look like oh look, here's my fifteenth trash bag plus twelve that
1: I found. Yeah, when do you get <laughs> all I know about this game is when do you get the swimsuits? Look, like, I don't I don't want the swimsuits. I just want cool looking shit. I want the swimsuits.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll get the swimsuits for you. And I'll use... but, but it's just like yeah, like like when do I get cool looking gear? When do I get glamors? What the fuck are glamors? I don't even know what that does yet. I know that <laughs> I have the ability to do it. I have no idea how to do it because the explanation wasn't very good. Uh,
1: I think I have, I literally don't know. I think glamors are just like fashion sets. You can yeah, take it's it's it's,
0: it's you can make you can, you can t- like any. I think it's like any gear that you've already had in your, uh, in your inventory, you can cast a a quote unquote spell on your current armor and just make it look like that. But like they're bad, they do a bad job of explaining dyes and glamours. Like I have the ability to do those things, but they've just done a bad job at explaining them. So I'll, I'll just have somebody kind of walk me through that when I get to that like but yeah like first order of business right now first dungeon and continue on with the realm reborn story um which it's starting to kind of get it's starting to kind of go somewhere when do I m- meet Ishtola can I just mm-hmm. meet and hang out with her for a lot like the, I just want to do that like that's way, I like look man I started playing a game because Ishtola is really cool that's amazing <laughs> that's really the only reason I went back I'm so dumb <laughs>
1: It's 2020. It's
0: 2020. You have to hang out
1: with the
2: virtual cat girl.
1: (laughs)
0: Hang out with the virtual cat girl. Like, man, get any kind of good. Sometimes you
2: just fucking need it.
0: (laughs) No, if I would have started in, if I would have started in limsa she would have been my companion instead of the crappy guy that I have. Shit, now I got to start all over. (laughs) A simp reborn. I laughed very hard <laughs> at that. Thanks to Sayara in the chat for that one. Um, But yeah, this is an experiment that is going to continue.
1: Uh, I just need to run that dungeon. <laughs> then I can actually continue.
0: <laughs> I guess it's I, kind I, I, of
1: funny, though, that you like posted the duty finder like a week ago.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I posted the duty finder a week ago and was like, I need to do this dumb dungeon. And then life gets in the way. I'm just like yeah, I have to I... play
1: with other people. Uninstall.
0: Uninstall immediately. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but yeah, that, that that's an ongoing thing. I don't think that it's terrible. Like I'm not I'm not oh. hating my time with it.
1: So mm-hmm. every time I look up raid videos, I just I literally just... don't know what is happening in the combat in that game. Well, I mean, I, like, I
0: think that that's the case for any MMO. If you really yeah. think about it, like if you go look at high level WoW play, I'm pretty sure right now WoW play looks exactly like MMOs. Yeah. yeah, like it wouldn't make a whole lot of fucking sense at this point. I don't think. Um, but I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm wondering if this is going to end with me actually buying and, and going in on at some point. Like, it's it's an interesting thought. Like, because like I'm here to give it an actual chance. Yeah. I'm I'm here to not like. I don't want to come in here and just, like, shit on Mm -hmm. it. Like, uh, I just kind of want, like... Man, it's 2020. (laughs) Like, everything's bouncing off. The weirdest shit's
1: happening. Everybody's dying. It's miserable. I
0: think you gotta fucking try.
3: Yeah.
1: There's some... This is gonna be a trend in this episode, I think. There's a thing of, like, hmm, people kind of want to play long-form comfort space games right now, either in MMO or just JRPGs in general. Yeah, Does that I feel think, a little on the nose for you guys right now. You think that that might, you think that that might be a, a bit of a running theme, <laughs> Rhett?
0: You think that it might?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you the curse thing that about what everything Polly just said? Oh, no. Um, it made me want to pick Fake Go back up. Oh, <laughs> no, that's like, no! That's that, not that's that's what like I was living. We
0: are really living in the worst. Because
2: of- it's that! <laughs> it's that! It's totally that. Fake Go is totally that. I like The systems are fun in Fake Go. Langrisser
1: looks hey, hey, way more cool interesting. Engli- it's cool that your English language gotcha
2: is still up and running. <laughs> the, gonna- the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. I have another friend that also hates Fake Go, but also is in it because they want that good Nasu writing, and they just got right. to the end of Camelot and they said, it was good. Did you it say, actually was. Did, it did, was fucking good. Did you just say,
0: good Nasu writing? Did you just say that? <laughs> Did you just say
2: that on yeah, my... Yeah, my... the stuff that we're suffering through Did all you, this Higashide bullshit.
0: You said good Nasu and writing on my fucking podcast in that <laughs> fucking I'm pretty sure order. they let
1: him do all that bullshit that he does in the original novel rel-
2: mobile game. It is relatively an improvement over the Fate spin-off writers that are writing the o- early Fate yeah, ghost stuff.
0: Please tell me it's at least less
1: rapey.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't let him do that in the mobile game. Yeah, I don't think they they have not in my experience thus far. Okay, I you know what? I'll work some bullshit in.
0: I'll I'm okay with it that like look, we it's 2020, everybody. <laughs>
1: We're just gonna keep saying <laughs>
0: that. like that's your that's your
2: fucking theme, okay? <laughs> 2020,
1: live your indulgence in your safe space because everything is awful. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> the thing is, I can't do FF14 dailies on the bus. Oh. Uh, See, I'm not even worried nice about plus. the
0: dailies part of this video game. I'm here because everybody's like, the story's mm-hmm. good, so I'm chasing the story nodes.
2: That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Like I'm here to build that's, my character. That's my I'm building my character. And, that was and my I- damage with um, Fake Go. Oh. Is that I got to... I was just reading the story, mm-hmm. but then I got to a point where I could no longer progress in the story without actually engaging with the MMO stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: I was like, oh no! And then I've been struggling to learn that language of... I need to collect these resources. These resources are only accessible on Tuesdays. When oh, I, this event. See,
3: I don't
0: think anything in Final Fantasy 14 gets that fucking bad because this is an actual paid okay. video. This is a paid video game oh, with, a, probably... with a subscription model. I don't think they can go as crazy as they do in free to play mobile
1: games. Let me tell you about the okay. bullshit Final Fantasy XI poll. They've learned their lesson. <laughs> oh. You have dailies and weeklies. That's it. Boom.
0: Easy. Easy. I can do this. I can play this. That's
3: all
0: the- was- Me sticking with this is really just, I, I said this on Twitter, and it's probably got more truth to it than <laughs> I would have, I care to admit. I don't like it when a video game makes me feel stupid. <laughs> I Aww. I need to be smarter than the fucking video game, and that's really what happened with Final <laughs> Fantasy. IV. That's what happened with Final Fantasy XIV. It made me feel stupid, and I got angry about it.
2: Oh my god! And that's that's so it's so <laughs> on point because that's the same thing that makes me get mad at games. <laughs> uh, Life is good. Yeah, like
0: yeah, it's good. <laughs> what can you do what can you do
2: so we'll, we will probably I, uh, hear more play mmos play MMOs I'm and starting...
0: mobile games and... <laughs> yeah right.
1: uh, i'm just i feel torn by this game because i could see getting into it if the story's really good mm-hmm. but i'm not sure i want to play an mmo again yeah that's like that's kind of the thing that you kind
0: of got to deal with It's like yes this but the plays like an MMO. way
1: people the way people talk about this game where they're like, it's, best Final Fantasy story ever, so, best Final Fantasy ever, like, it's crazy. That's always the been the thing. Shame. That has always yeah. been the
0: thing. That has always been why I've been attracted to this game. It's the way people are so passionate. I don't hear people talk passionately about World of Warcraft or Ion or Terra yeah. like this. I, this Especially, is the only MMO I hear people yeah. talk about so
1: fucking passionately. I know the thing about like long form games like this is that the fan base is always angry and hates it, and actually this, is, this doesn't actually seem the case in this one. This is the entire opposite. Where I've never seen a community seem so outwardly
0: fucking overjoyed with the video game that they are playing.
1: Like you talk to like Destiny players and they all hate Bungie forever. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You talk to WoW players and they all understandably hate. talk to go players. PSO two. Oh boy, PSO two. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like that's always been something that I've always been drawn to for this game, and like I always feel like I'm, I always get that FOMO, fear of missing out, because everybody's just like, yeah. like everybody I know and whose opinion mm-hmm. I really respect, and that's the thing. It's like it's always from people that I respect who like, wh- like mm-hmm. I really want to listen to those people, and it's just like, it, but it's an MMO, yeah.
1: It's this just massive asterisk. Yeah. That it's an MMO. Yeah. there a
0: big map? Especially when,
1: when Shadowbringers there came out, and people were just There are huge
0: maps in this video
2: game.
1: I do like exploring mm. in video games. Uh oh. John. Like me them. and John made the same point
2: there. Yeah, that 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 is like the. I, I was considering jumping in like several months ago. It is because I was thinking. I'd love to just kind of explore a big map and I'd love Carmi- to have a, a story quest that just drags me around a big old RPG map. And
0: Carmi well, has on. a good point. Right now, I, I I know they're running their thank you for giving us another <laughs> chance and player and playing our game in game event because this game, as we all know, had a very disastrous launch in its original incarnation, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and then a Realm Reborn came, changed everything. Like they re- like like if there there um, uh, NoClip did a documentary on uh, Final Fantasy XIV yeah. that's really extensive. Um, and that's sort of where I got Mm -hmm. a lot of my, uh, that's where I got a lot of my context for how this game kind of started and where it ended up and the way it is now. Um, but yeah, like the square is just like the big turn that they pulled on this game and like the, the amount of resources invested in doing it when they could have just let it fucking die because it would have been cheaper to do so, but they stuck with it. And like, man, like there's a lot this game has a lot going for it just in terms of both Mm -hmm. the company's dedication to making sure that it is a quality product and the fan base that is just fucking devoted um and a part of me just kind of was like i feel really left out for
1: some reason and i want to
0: i want to i want to experience a part of this
1: i'm not gonna install it right now because Polly will quit (laughs) like Probably will get mad huh. a week later. Like, oh, actually, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jinx it.
0: But yeah, that that that's, <gasps> life is good. That's my uh, that's my uh, that's my uh, first batch of thingamadooders. John, <laughs> no. do you want to talk about stuff that you've done?
2: Yes. Okay. All right. So. So let's change the subject. <laughs> let's change the subject. Um, so. Long RPGs that are chill and make you feel good to play. Right, right. So there's that, but also there's like, um, God damn it, in the chat. Um, <laughs> so, um, but also there's long long games are really nice because you can just kind of get into a space and it'll, you get a certain emotional heft mm-hmm. to. A story that goes over that takes a certain amount of time, just mm-hmm. because you're kind of committing so much of yourself to it, um, I think it kind of makes big catharsises kind of land a little harder. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously that's something we all love is like big VNs, big RPGs. Yeah, no, um, like we want this shit to go big that, and absurd, right? Yeah. Um, but then also. It's nice to, that means that when you're jumping into a new one um, that's not by a creator you're already familiar with, hmm. there's a bit of, there's a lot more kind of worry and hesitation, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it can be like, oh God, what am I committing to? Is this going anywhere? Is this going to, is this going to be like trails or is this going to be like Sweet Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, the stick. And but something I realized the other day is that I've gotten through like basically six like big long long games this year, mm-hmm. um, and all six of them were from artists that I hadn't really directly engaged with before. Right. So like I played all of Queen's Wish: The Conqueror, which is the new Spider Web software um, CRPG, and I loved it. I had a great time with it. Um, I played Tales of Aspiria and I had a, had an okay time with it. I really loved the characters. Mm-hmm. I played all of Silas, which I hadn't played a long Tom game like that before. Um, C- Knights of the Old Republic, completely new to me dev. Higarashi, Crescent Arcs, I'd never read a Ryukishi thing. I'd watch the anime, but I'd yeah. never read one of the MVMs. Um And then I played another new game, new to me game from a new to me artist. And I think the thing about this is that it's very nice when these pay off well. Because when I play a new trails game, um I'm not and it's good, I'm not really expanding my treasure trove of experiences I get to enjoy in the future that I'm confident I'll have a good time with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty much no at this point, I'm I'm here for trails. I'm right. here for mm-hmm. Falcon. Um,
0: it's you're not being um,
2: surprised that this is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not being surprised and it also isn't opening up my world anymore. Like if I right. get into a, a new st- a strategy RPG and love it, um, then that op- expands my world because now suddenly maybe I can jump into all these other strategy RPGs I've been ignoring right. um, all this time. Um, and that's what it was like with Queen's Wish, where I was like, "Oh shit, I'm enjoying a western, a very traditional western RPG. Mm-hmm. This this is nice." Um, or I enjoyed a BioWare game. Um, and I think it was in that spirit where I was like, "Okay, this is a long thing, but I just I I really want to just see if this is the next thing that I can really connect with." And I I started Xenoblade a month ago. A commitment and
1: a half. I never saw this. Yeah, comment. and I've also also.
2: Yeah, and I, you sent a tweet
1: like a, in October last year that I stumbled upon recently where mm-hmm. you said, "Don't worry." there is no risk of you spoiling Xeno content for me because you were so disinterested in it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and it's, it's a commitment. And also, I like haven't dropped like any games. <laughs> Almost any games.
1: Was <laughs> this the dare to see if you dropped Xenoblade?
2: <laughs> Basically. I was like, well, we'll see if this one sticks. <laughs> um, And then it stuck. I was not. And I played I it. It took about a month. It took about a month. And it was about the same amount of time it took me to play Ease Eight or Trails Third, and mm-hmm. I and I got through it. This was, um, a, this was a sh- I took a break in the mid- yeah yeah. Probably this was a shock to me. Like I d- would.
1: <laughs> this is such. This is so different from my, how I talked about Xenoblade on the podcast, which was like the three year gap in the <laughs> middle. <laughs> You're just coming saying you played it and then you finished it. Yep, that never <laughs> yeah, happened. I know you could have actually bring
2: brought it right up. Hmm. So yeah, it, I think you're laughing because it's because there's a number of things about it that um, make it a little bit out of my wheelhouse. It's very long. It's very much an MMO type thing. It's expensive. There's a lot of what do you say? It's expensive.
0: Hmm? Want say it one more time. It's expensive.
2: It's yeah, it's a. an exp- it's, a very, it's, a. it's a it's triple it's a it's ten- a It's a 10-year-old AAA game. Those don't don't count. Your entire brand is... It's Nintendo. Your
0: entire brand is you hate Nintendo.
2: And Vore. That's your brand. (laughs) So, two things Rhett told me. um, Rhett told us was that this game goes extremely hard at the end, Mm -hmm. which is a plus for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just finished Wonderful 101, and Rhett had made that same promise for Wonderful 101. Yeah. And it delivers... (laughs) Quite a bit. <laughs> um. So I was like, okay, okay, I I'm on the same page as Red here. Like, I'm on the same page as Red with this stuff. And so I I went into it like pretty confident that if I got to the end, I would probably be decently satisfied with it. Yeah. Um. It was just a matter of figuring out the fighting, um, and all navigating all the MMO stuff. Um. And one thing this game does right away is it makes a very strong impression with the story. Um, all the cutscenes are just, like, really, really gorgeous. They are and amazing. Mm-hmm. The robots. Oh, my God. The way the robots are animated in this is, like, next level. They're so pretty. Yeah. Um, it's so scary. They they set up a credible threat right away in the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I was constantly comparing it in my head with Tales of Asperia, because it was the other big, long RPG from around that time period I played. And Tales of Asperia, I loved all the characters and really connected with them, but the story, like, never really set the stakes in a meaningful way. Yeah, um, I didn't, I never really felt like anyone was growing in, like, except in sort of a loose... Plotless way. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like AU coffee shop, coffee shop AU fanfic. Oh, <laughs> was, <laughs> was, the, was the general vibe. Yeah. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. I get the, I get why people connect with that, but that's not generally what I'm engaging with long form stories for. Yeah. Is extended, light fluffy character interactions that are cute and nice and watching people kind of gently grow, not from like big dramatic choices they're making, but just sort of watching them change slowly over the course of 60 hours of fucking about. (laughs) Um, And none of the act breaks really landed for me and the story and the, the resolution was like, Oh, that was cute. That was nice. I like that. They, they like, they set up two characters as a rival, as rivals, and then they like never actually like clash. They never, even though they're like completely ideologically divided. One's a cop and one's yeah. Antifa. Yeah. But then they never actually like, they never actually, like clash. Yeah. That's, they're, they're pretty much always really on each other's the whole game. I want to say, I want to say,
0: I want to say until Berseria, like you're not going to really get real conflict in that series. Jeez. Yeah.
2: Like they, they, they just... you they want The game wants you to like both of them. Yeah, that's so, the problem. So they aren't willing to make any of them do anything that wrong. And they're not willing to make them clash or fight that much. Yeah. So that was my... That was like the big disappointing thing to mm-hmm. me with Held of you know, Vesperia. Is that it was very much lacking that kind of real substantive conflict. Even the villain... Like is ultimately like a nice, nice person that you like, <laughs> and then they they resolve things basically peacefully. <laughs> like it's Jesus. a very warm, it's very warm, but it's very different from like Trails's warmth, which yeah. cuts it with real drama. There's nothing like you know Trails SC chapter six ending on the beach. Ooh. There's nothing like Trails FC's ending. Ooh. Yeah, um, it's just very toothless. So. Yeah, and and that's and I get that why people connect with that, but I never have. Yeah. I've never been able to vibe with that kind of storytelling. It just doesn't, and that that so that left me feeling like I I left I finished Tales of a Spear with like a really big smile on my face, and then like gradually got sour more and more sour. Like what have <laughs> I spent sixty hours on? Fuck. Mm, yeah. Because um, the fighting, get, You should the you was played that game
1: in twenty twenty.
2: <laughs> clear. I did. I should have played it in the real when we were when things were really yeah. dark. Um so I put, so Xenoblade sets the stakes right away in pretty in a pretty grim way and then things keep going from there and it introduces and it has genuinely scary villains and credible threats and the characters who have a clear idea of where they're coming from and what drives them mm-hmm. they are not fleshed out emotionally in the same way that a tales or a trails character is because there are almost there are very few cutscenes in this game for a game of this scope. It is pretty much there are a lot of this game was like have a really dramatic effective cutscene and then you go around doing mmo stuff in a big ass map for two hours. Yeah and then really big dramatic cutscene and that and and then the because the MMO stuff does not have much like actual character mm-hmm. writing in it um it can't use yeah. downtime to oh flesh my. out the characters yeah there's a there's basically not enough <laughs> coffee shop AU content in this game like it's all big conflicts and the characters are all just kind of thin sketches as a result
1: mm. i think one of the biggest uh, flaws in this game i remember is that there are those moments of like cute little character interactions but they're all like locked behind your affinity being like super duper high oh yeah that shit you never got me like
3: one.
1: i exactly I I, you, know, you like I literally like never play. do any of them like i think i got one yep. in like the cave towards the start of the game at like level 70 mm-hmm. and i was like oh that was cute i wish i could read the others like, I don't understand that. Like yeah, some of that, that stuff, was a yeah, mistake. It's, it's like it's there but it's so buried Zeno, like between kinda behind grinding and MMO stuff.
0: A lot of the way that game mm-hmm. is structured and how it deals with its story stuff feels like a reaction to the way some people reacted to what Zeno saga was. And that, that those games are big mm-hmm. on cutscenes and talking and character interactions. Um, And that game feels pretty
2: reactionary Mm. to that. Yeah. Like, this is very much gameplay. Like, there's a lot of MMO fighting. There's a lot of fighting Um, in this game. (laughs) There is so much fucking fighting in this game. Um, Another thing Rhett told me going into it was that the bosses were very, felt very substantial to Mm -hmm. him like you repeatedly got like you hated the fighting but all the bosses were really hard so you kind of liked the fighting because every big story yeah. victory felt meaningful to right. you and right up to especially the end of the game.
1: especially that last third of the game or so like from you know from where i picked it up and like
2: every boss at that point just kicked my ass yeah which is basically my experience like they especially right <laughs> like right near the end i had to i had to grind for uh-huh. like 2 hours to beat the final boss and that felt kind of good in a way Except for the part
1: where you got to the final boss and then had to back out because it's a point of no return. So you had to reload your save. Mm-hmm. That felt, seemed like it felt, would have felt pretty awful. I stopped for the night at yeah. that point. Yeah, that would have been We're my stop to point too. Uh,
2: yep, I was like, well. Um, and I went two levels and then yeah. I, did, and I did again and I won. That last dungeon, um, though, I spent so long in there just making sure I was ready. Yeah, that's that's wise. I should have waited. maybe done a little bit harder. I did, the thing is, I did do a little, like, grinding and prep, yeah. and it just wasn't, it wasn't
1: enough. enough. Did you try playing Ismailia? Uh
2: <laughs> No. I caught Ricky instead. Hey, Polly,
1: I heard you uh, really uh... love the nopon.
0: See, this is why I don't think I can ever play these games, It's because I fucking hate no pawns. I cannot stand them. <laughs> they are the worst fucking creep. Like, God, get out of my fucking gr- I hate them so. They're hilarious. I have such a hatred and disdain for them. Anytime one is on screen, I literally want to chew rocks. Just
2: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> hey, John, you know, you know huh? how Ricky's like actually really cool?
2: The no pawn you get is the party map. Mo- there's, there's a line. There's a line where Ricky says, um, you are the real hero pawn, Shulk. And then I thought, like, I'm going to carry that. And when I am in a dark spot, I'm going to hear, you are the real hero <laughs> oh pawn, And it's going to make me feel good. Um, so, Ricky,
1: so Ricky's awesome. The, the Nopon that joins your party in Xenoblade 2 is a pervert. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's real bad.
3: Oh,
0: no!
1: He's not cool at all. He's... Probably he's loves him. he's <laughs> actively... Man. He
0: is actively gross. He's actively he, building a lowly fuckbot. He is
1: gross anime cliché, the character, and yeah, it's a Nopon, so he it's super is, weird. It's double
2: bad. Ugh. No, Ricky's no, Ricky, great. He's, just, no, he's Ricky's a dad. Great. To Tora the, is not... <laughs> Amory. Tora is not good. Okay, that's it's
1: like they just okay, t- they took Riki and just inverted everything to make this character. Yeah, then fight him.
0: Oh god, um, he's he's so bad. He like continues to keep. Call- yeah, that, that... He, he continues calling the the uh, uh, he continues calling Morag a man despite the fact that she's a woman. Wait. It's just like
1: oh no, I didn't. See, yeah, I never actually used. I saw no, a lot of
0: that. No, it's, that's yeah, it's... It's just like, dude, and she like very, very actively threatens him at some point it's Like, you little motherfucker, need to
1: fucking stop. <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad for really... him. Uh, I didn't know how gross they got with him.
0: Yeah, he's pretty shitty. Yeah, that man.
1: sucks. <laughs> So Polly loves the Nopon. Oh yeah,
0: my favorite.
1: Basically, I swear, I think it's a DLC thing so I didn't have it. There's like a Nopon that is a big fan of Pira and she he just has a shirt with her picture on it. <laughs> That's pretty funny.
2: God. Um I think a funny thing with this I think another thing I noticed was that after the the Hyantia stuff Melia just doesn't talk for like fifteen hours. Like they just don't have anything for her to do in the big story cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any of the and I wasn't having in her a party in my party and I wasn't doing the heart hearts. So she just left the game for oh, about fifteen hours Wow! Me. She actually like she started talking in the cutscene and I was like, Whoa! Whoa, hey. About you? Hey, nice. You were here. really <laughs> You were really important a while ago so i think that contributes to the characters also feeling really thin and I, i'm glad that it's only 7 characters i think that helps yeah um i think that they are all pretty one note but they they hit the note nicely and you know where they're all coming from yeah and to me it's like this game isn't trying to have fleshed out characters and then it, la- it nails its story and then Tales of Asperia is trying to have a fleshed out characters and a story and it doesn't really do the story well so I came away from that one feeling unsatisfied but this one I was like okay, there are there are games I can play that will give me more of this other thing but you accomplished what you were setting out to do, which didn't include this yeah. having de- fleshed out characters essentially. Um, so my arc with this one was that the first ten hours are amazing because it's a bunch of the scary, awful robots that eat literally yeah. eat people, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's terrifying. And then there's like fifteen hours of just kind of um, the robots just leave the story for a while, and it just kind of becomes RPG tropes. You get yeah. you meet the high elves, you meet the Nopon, um, you have to go to the place to you have to go to the place to. Mm-hmm. Unseal the sword from the legendary giant was yeah. like there's basically there's basically a flash forward where they showed you the climax of the arc after ten hours of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay, so we're in the JRPG now. And then we were just in the JRPG for fifteen more hours. And it was really shitty that they just showed the climax also, because that sucks a lot of the tension out of that section of the game. We promise it's we- still gonna be good. We promise to stick around a couple more hours. <laughs> yeah. And because it was kind of the boring part already, oh, that yeah. made it um, that made it like that much. That made it that much harder to d- deal with. Yeah. And then t- I talked to Tom about it, and he said, "Oh, that's my favorite part of the game." <laughs> of course.
0: What is is man
2: the real traditional of, of part.
0: Of course, of course.
2: that to, I, you Grandia loving fucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, you can trace a lot of that
1: back to games
0: like Grandia. I love Grandia, but don't get me wrong it is JRPG Trope, the video game
1: I still think there's a lot of momentum in that early game when you're just seeing new areas, but yeah once you reach the sea at the top it really slows down and that town is like Mm -hmm. way bigger than it needs to be it's really really big big. I remember like reloading my save Uh, after a year at some point, I was in that town I was just like, oh my god, looking down Like even just it takes like a minute to run anywhere
2: yeah, like, and because the maps because the maps are so big, they just put the next story waypoint on your map at all times. So there's yeah. no actual, like, looking around. The exploring is never part of the core story path. No. It's always just something yeah. you do for your own sake. because it's very um, pretty. I I really
1: like the. Areas. It's very They're very pretty. Like
0: even for a I, Wii, for a I, Wii game, it's in it's still incredible
2: looking. It's nuts. This is my first experience with Dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not know how good Dolphin was. Holy shit. Oh shit, dude. That that is like
0: optimal experience. Like unless you can get a hold of like yep. the, the definitive version of the game that's out now on Switch. Yeah. Like don't playing that uh, game through Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I want to play the definitive version that changes the art. No, thank you. I want I this
0: yeah, I'm not a fan of, of, of them trying to just using these in a Blade 2 kind of style where everything's a lot softer and it's got the word style it's got...
1: anime now. Well, I'm so not I don't like I'm
0: it, not... Much. No, I'm... it is I anime I... and I'm not going to say that in a bad way. Uh it's just I think that I like that, like I like that they took a stab at a more western look for that mm-hmm. game. Uh and I think that it's really striking. Um and I think that
3: Yeah.
0: I, I, it's just me. I don't think that those designs transferred well uh to the yeah. new uh version
2: of the game. I think they I played a lot of games that look like Xenoblade Two. Uh, I haven't played a lot of games that look like Xenoblade One. Yeah, yeah. And I was really, I was really, en- I'm really glad that I got the f- original version. Yeah. I think it was the right experience for me. For me, it's just I always uh,
1: feel super weird when art is changed years after the fact. Yeah, like redesigning those characters mm-hmm. ten years later is like wait.
0: Like when but- they did the Evo yeah. versions of what? Trails, and made, oh, they made the They did those really mm-hmm. bad anime portraits that just suck
2: all the life yeah. out of the art. Like. Yeah. It's kind of funny, because like, both Trails and Ease and Xenoblade all kind of got subsumed into the Tails aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. It's kind of how it looks to me from the outside. Yeah. It's like, okay. I think that's fair. Uh, I still like, the, obviously still like what they're doing. It's just yeah. funny. Um, So, it's really literally like once you get past that thing that they flash forward to, though, and you get to the sword... On the arm, they've been like setting stuff up for like 25 hours, and then it's 25 more hours of game left, and it's just basically paying shit off for 25 hours, and it's real good. (laughs) Like the areas start getting a lot less, um, exploring and more just like straight dungeons with like big story payoffs, yeah. Um, and just that whole back half of the game, I just mainlined it, I was just here for it. The second, the, the final confrontation with um, Metal Face, and then basically from that onward, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you do know what you're doing. Because yeah. um, the Prison Island stuff, which was the big thing they were building up to, was sort of, thank you, thank you, Tangu. Thank
0: you, Tangu, um, for farting on the podcast and the 1,000 bits. <laughs> very much appreciated. Thank you very much, dude.
2: Because the big splash thing they were flashing forward to ultimately was sort of like more setups and more questions. And I was like, okay. And then like almost immediately afterwards, they pay off the Metal Face stuff. And then they start just having big, 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 big climaxes and big conflict resolution, big questions yeah. being answered. Yeah. And it just goes for the rest of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <so> cool. <laughs> and it was main- a good
1: time. I think mainlining it at that point is kind of feels like they want you to do that because, you know, there's not actually that many towns after that point. Yeah because you're just in, you know, enemy territory. Like it's not really the time to be fucking about with like, oh, can you kill three things to get the c- carrot? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And the thing is, I um I enjoyed some of those quests. Like I would just get every quest and then just wander around exploring and killing stuff mm-hmm. for a little while and I'd get like half the quest done. Yeah. Um and then I would be bored and then I'd be like, "All right, I'm done. I'll move on." Um I think if I'd known that I was going to like the game as much as I did, I would have spent more time doing that. I think I would have Mm. felt comfortable because I was in a little bit of a rush to get to the, to find out if it was going to be good because I wasn't sure. And now that I know, I feel like, okay, I could. It's like in Trails FC where I I rushed past a lot of the side quests and even used Retry Offset in some of the early Mm. fights because I didn't really know that I was going to care about the fighting or the game mm-hmm. and then by the time I got to the end I was like okay yep I took a lot, <laughs> my time a lot more in like SC yeah um, so I think I actually enjoyed a lot of the MMO stuff I liked exploring the areas I, I, I felt like I had an explosively positive reaction every time I found a secret area that felt so good mm-hmm. um, and I basically liked the fighting like, uh, for the first 10 hours especially, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm vibing with this. I'm figuring this out. Um, the it's, issue for yeah. me was, Go ahead.
1: Well, it's not that the fighting ahead, is Red. bad. It's just that there's so much of it.
2: There's a lot of it. And for me, the issue was that I fell into a rhythm mm-hmm. in a lot of the game where I figured out a strat and I could just do it. Yeah. And it worked <laughs> for That's most a, of the game.
1: I think a lot of the problem is that the random encounters really aren't ever pushing you, they're not mm, really ever hard. So, like, once you get a couple of levels, it's like, okay, now I can just kind of auto-battle a lot of these things, and then you hit a boss and you're fucked.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, it's a weird... It's a little weird, because the, the way you get past bosses generally is to grind.
3: Mm. Like,
2: it's not... I don't think it's actually that tactical. mm mm-hmm. Um, there's more I kept, to it than like, I was like. Insistent that I'm
1: gonna change my party round. I'm gonna reequip everyone. I'm gonna figure this boss out, and then that's
2: why they all took me like three hours. <laughs> and then I just grind it for twenty minutes, and it's like, okay, we're good. Um, there were like there are like three last dungeons. There's a bunch of big bosses. Um, I laughed. And like,
1: the yeah. go ahead. I like when you were in the second to last dungeon and you called it the last dungeon. I was like, yep. It tricks everybody. Because <laughs> I was sure. I was sure that was the
2: last dungeon. And then there's a whole other thing at the end. I was specifically like, oh, this is such a Thematic neat. conclusion. This is so unusual. This is so unusual for a JRPG final dungeon. This is so cool. And then you get to the actual last dungeon. It's a little bit more. A little bit more JRPG final dungeon. Oh, it's ex- it's extremely traditional. It's funny in how straight, straight they play it. Yep. Um... There, uh, the 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 climax with Ami, Emil, was that Emil? Egil. I, I, I think so. Egil, um, is very well done, and that yeah. has probably the singularly most exciting moment in the game for me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, real good. <laughs> like it's real good. Game, the game could have ended there with that, and you'd still
2: feel pretty good about
1: mm-hmm. it. I think, that, but
2: then it goes uh, beyond because it plays it plays into the language of the game in an extremely cool well done way. They 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 mix the story and the fighting in a way that made me very happy. It's
1: mixing the setting and the future vision stuff. So it's paying mm-hmm. off like a lot of things right
2: there. Mm. The last final boss also has a payoff involving the future vision stuff and it's extremely satisfying. Cool. Uh, just not as explosive. Yeah. Um so I got to the end of the story and I was really satisfied. This game goes very hard. Um, I, think I, I think I said, like, no one has ever finished this game because nobody talks about the ending that goes the hardest of anything ever. Yes. Um, and it was interesting because in my brain, I've heard a couple people, I heard Polly, I heard a couple other friends um, talk about that the game was kind of, the story was kind of a little basic a little dumb mm-hmm. um which is fair <laughs> i think i think a friend call, at least one friend called it like in anime i said it felt like a brandon sanderson book which was the same thing mm-hmm. um i think it and i be think
1: it's kind of basic because so much of it like the first like 80 percent, is just humans versus the mechs
2: the mechs are bad we have to stop them yep yeah. i get that i think the the big payoffs yeah. Also play into some of that. Um, I, what, what was happening with me was that I was comparing it in my head with like SNES RPGs. I was comparing it with like it's obvious it's doing a lot of Chrono Trigger stuff, like pretty transparently. Um, just kind of borrowing a lot of concepts from that thematically, and and also there's just that's just a very a JRPG story that a lot of folks are riff on riffing on. Yeah. Um, and I think the for me the big like I don't think. Chrono Trigger or FF6 or whatnot are that much are that much smarter than like what this is doing. Yeah. Um, I think the issue where it feels a little bit slighter is because you don't get as much time with the characters. Because mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII, all those games, they have those big side quests where you just are like, hey, here's the last third of the game. Um, we're just going to have you do these side quests that are about evolving a character and bringing their right. arc to a conclusion. and there's nothing like that in Xenoblade right like they they work they they whatever character payoffs they have are are worked into the story like Melia has one that's really solid mm-hmm. um Ryan mm, kind of not really <laughs> Charlotte pre- pretty good Ricky nah Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um um, the spoiler character whom I love to death, even though she does very little going on <laughs> that isn't like big, big anime conflict. Same with Shulk. Um, so I think that's probably. I think it's the fact that it's telling a story that's sort of like operating on the same wavelength as something like Chrono Sugar or FF Six, yeah. but it is seven like fifty to seventy hours long instead of twenty to thirty. Uh, I think makes it feel a lot more stretched thin, and I think the fact that you don't get as much time with each of these characters, yeah, also makes it feel a little, land a little bit less hard than those mm-hmm. games. I think the fact that I'm comparing to them at all, yeah, is a pretty nice compliment. Yeah, yeah like the, the fact that you can put them in that same conversation is probably a good thing. Yeah, versus something like Trails, which is hmm. smarter it's smarter. all characters. yeah, which because they they do the character work and they mesh it with yeah. a really substantive jrpg story traditional jrpg story and then have another story after the jrpg story <laughs> that just hey let's unpack all that oh boy let's have 60 hours of really intimate character work like all jrpgs do yeah <laughs> Along with some strong payoffs and a big climactic last dungeon, right? Um, So that's that's where it fits in the echelon for me. Mm -hmm. Is like this doesn't work for me as well as like the the big the big like SNES and PS one games because it's way longer, Um, and because of the MMO structure, it's just the the story is stretched a lot more thin. Yeah, Um, I think the story that's there is basically rock solid. Mm -hmm. I I really loved it. I really loved all the payoffs, Um, and then i'd probably put trails like like to the side or slightly above those games because while trails is much longer it spends all of that extra length doing that character work yeah um, so i really liked it and i immediately started xeno gears amazing <laughs> and i'm 8 hours in there you go which is funny. a new record and a it's it's funny re- <laughs> and it's funny cuz xeno gears is a ps1 rpg Mm-hmm. Um, so it's way more of an actual, it's way more RPG where you you can actually talk to every, explore the whole town and not get bored. Yeah. And talk to everybody. Yeah. And you have to find your own objective. Mm-hmm. And also Xenogears is much weirder as I understand it, which is oh. what I was kind of aching for. Yeah. Especially at the halfway point at Xenoblade. I was like, this, is, this feels more like a Grandia or a Loot or like... What I would expect from or from one of those, yeah. and what I expect from something with Zeno in the name. Yeah, um, so I'm really ready for weird train wreck.
0: Yeah, like that's what you can, <laughs> that's what I would call Zeno Gears. It is a weird train wreck of a game, but I love it.
2: Yeah, versus Xenoblade, which is like really solid. But then I think that comes from, in some ways, sort of a lack of ambition. Yeah, it, it's sense. it's what you expect yeah which well it's not quite that because I don't expect uh, any RPG I sit down with to be this good at what well, it's doing okay. good point. like like, tale, like, especially after Tales of Asperia and Alliance Alive I played both of those and I was like I got to the end and I was like alright you didn't really didn't really mm. stick the landing but I still basically had a good time and I played a lot of RPGs that are like that where mm. it's like okay didn't really get it all the way there but you know I, I still had a good time all in all mean um, this just solid so I really appreciated that about it and while I do want to get weird Xeno first I do also want to play the later Xenoblade games too nice cool that's that's basically everything any questions about my <laughs> Xenoblade experience um hmm. I think Xenoblade 2 is better at character stuff
1: yeah because mm-hmm. I think Xenoblade it's more interwoven one...
0: it's more interwoven yeah. into the story
1: Xenoblade 1 just has this momentum basically the entire second half of the game where there's not really any downtime for them. Yeah. And I think Xenoblade mm. 2 just has more scenes that are just characters interacting and chilling and talking to each other. Because I, I remember, like. The solidity. I remember near the end of Xenoblade 1, I was just thinking, like, man, Ryan is the best friend ever because he's been standing in front of me taking hits for 40 hours <laughs> and I don't even know why he's here anymore. <laughs> 'Cause he hasn't done anything in the story the whole time. He's
2: just the, He helps Charlotte
1: I guess. He,
2: he just He has like he has like a nice bro moment with her husband. He's like, Don't worry, I'll take care of her. It's really weird. <laughs> also he slaps Charlotte which sucks. Uh, oh. I forgot about that. Oh, good. Yeah, that, they like cut away for a second, like no no, you can't. Cut away and have that make it okay. Actually, no, game. That, that, was doesn't,
0: that doesn't. That Yeah, that feels more like a Nintendo concession. Where, you're like, no, you, we are
2: not letting you show that. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was a. That was a. I, I forgot to mention that. I was like, oh, that's that's gnarly. Um. But yeah, that that is um. <laughs> poor poor Ryan, poor Melia, poor Ricky. But basically everyone but um, Shulk and the. Damn it. Uh, Shulk and the spoiler character. <laughs> um, Bleep that! <laughs> nailed it! Uh, <laughs> nailed it! Um, they play like a really core part in the in the climax and whatnot. And everyone else is just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, along for the ride is um, definitely like reiki. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like Tales of a was much better about that because they were like filling in all this details about these characters and whatnot. So. It, that was it's just kind of fun like comparing this experience versus all these other long form experiences because, in so many ways, they are taking you on the same journey, yeah. And it's just these little bits of the specifics of how they do it that make or break it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that kind of distinction is really interesting to me. Cool, cool, yeah.
1: Since you that was my only thing. Yeah. Oh, it's no. a big thing. It took you a yeah, month.
0: Like it that it, yeah. Like and look, you took a three-year journey in a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Th- there's a game that
2: nobody has finished. No, there's three people. There's you, me, still, and Jetstorm.
0: Yeah, three people have finished
1: yeah. this
2: video game now. Yeah, you've joined an elite club. <laughs> they called it. It's. That's I why think it's they call it, it universe generally. Universe
1: generally universe. I think it's a pretty elite <laughs> club. Maybe the remaster will get some more people to finish it. <laughs> Or mm-hmm. they will bounce off the game for a third time. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised John didn't play He's the handheld the version. version. You could have played this on your yeah, new you 3DS. Could have, you
0: could have played it on a new 3DS
1: in,
2: in two two forty p glory. <laughs> Guess what, Rhett? Oh no! I was homesick the whole time I was playing this. Oh. I think I finished like the very end of it right after going back to the office. So I was just yeah. like I was at my house. Was not aching to play this on the bus.
1: You go back to work. and You just like wish I was back home playing Xenoblade.
2: Yeah. And then I finished it like that night. That's
3: good. That's good.
2: Rat. What else have you I been played? Up Xenoblade.
1: To?
2: <laughs> 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 this is true. You did. I forgot. It's your fault. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was waiting for this transition the whole time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because mm-hmm. I knew what Rest Next thing was, <laughs> and I loved that it tied
2: so seamlessly. I know that was a long. I know that was a long one. Thank you.
1: So, <laughs> as mentioned earlier, I was bouncing off games for like multiple weeks, just not sticking anything. Mm-hmm. And then John's over here playing Xenoblade and having a great time. <laughs> and finally, I just got in my head of like. I should play Xenoblade. <laughs> Fuck it. I can do that. <laughs> so I played Xenoblade. Actually, I played one and two last year. Yeah, but I didn't play the expansion oh, for two, yeah. Torna the Golden Country. So yeah. I just, just immediately just went and grabbed that and played it. Okay. And I had some issues with it.
0: Hey, what is Torna okay. the Golden Country though? What is this? What is this? This because this is like uh, a standalone game. This is the, like this isn't just like DLC. It's like its own
1: game. I mean, it is part of the season pass, which is goofy because, like, I don't even know what the season pass contains besides this. Yeah, this is technically a standalone game. It is a short JRPG mm-hmm. that takes place, I think, 500 years before Xenoblade 2. Mm-hmm. They don't actually ever explicitly say that, but I think that's oh, wow. what they, how long they say it's been in the main game. Mm-hmm. That that always bugged me because five hundred years is a long that's, fucking time. Yeah,
0: that's like the, the, I always thought that like when the uh, like Lunar Two takes place a thousand years after the first, I'm like, man, that's oh a God. that's a long time for you to be, for things to still be real familiar.
1: Yeah, and that really that was one of the things that bugged me. And this is like, wow, y'all haven't like advanced technology whatsoever in five hundred years. Like everything feels relatively the same. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, and that's a huge bummer. Yeah, where it's like you could easily be like this was 30 years earlier not 500 especially when some of the same characters are in it yeah
0: it's a real real fucking it's it's one of those things this is
1: really goofy like maybe that's why they don't say 500 in this is that they're trying to kind of distance themselves from it and just be like listen it's a prequel we're not gonna worry about some of the numbers (laughs) uh so one of my biggest issues with xenoblade 2 is that they frequently flash back to this this time period and the characters in the, Mm -hmm. from this er era. Mm -hmm. And it always felt like I wasn't getting quite enough of the motivation and story behind these characters. Mm -hmm. So I thought, Oh, I should have played Torna first. And that probably also would have been a mistake because I think I got it in my head that those flashbacks were just straight taken from what they were making, the side stories game they were making. And that's not actually the case. Like Torna takes place kind of before a lot of those flashbacks.
3: Mm.
1: And like I don't think it's a prequel prequel, basically. Because I don't think anything that is actually shown in Xenoblade 2 shows up in this. Like I I think it all happens between the two stories. Yeah. So that was kind of weird because I was expect I was like, oh, this is gonna be a tragedy based on how things go in those flashbacks. Mm. And then this game Mm -hmm. is very chill. It's about, you know, exploring an area and doing a lot of side quests, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) So um, I think the issue with having a Xenoblade game that is, you know, made on a budget and made to be 20 hours long instead of 50 or 70, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that the areas in this are just a lot smaller. They don't have that grand epic scope that especially the first game but then a lot of the second game has Mm -hmm. like especially like the first third of this I was just kind of like yep this sure is a very pretty hallway Mm. like you start in a forest and it's just kind of one path that heads north and it's just like oh this is a little bit different for a Xeno game Mm -hmm. the other thing is that the new area you're exploring in this which is Torna itself the country it's it's a forest, a desert, and some green fields. It's all just kind of very standard.
3: Mm.
1: Compa- standard standard Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Whereas the actual mm. Xenoblade 2 game, they get pretty wild with some of the designs. And the, what makes it worse cool. is that the one area from the first game, or from Xenoblade 2, that you go back to in this is the green hill. Oh! rolling Like, Rolling Hill's... Yeah, Green Forest area. I think it's called Gormot. Yeah, like, Gormot. Kind of not not the great greatest name. So like they copy paste that one in the game that has probably the most similar area to it already in Torna, mm. and I thought that was a little weird. So you go through a bit of Torna, you go back to Gormot for a bit, and like the town that exists five hundred years later. Hey, it's not there now, so it is a little bit different. Mm. Uh, and then you go back to Torna, you go through some new areas, and then you hit you hit the capital. And the game kind of pauses for a bit and it doesn't give you a main quest objective. Uh-oh. And so far, oh. to the point, I was a little disappointed in this game because, like, the areas aren't huge and super interesting to explore. They're pretty straightforward. And even then, the game has been throwing kind of these obvious stalls at me where it's like, Yeah, Oh, we need to, uh, before we go to the desert, we have to make the anti-desert medicine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because because we'll die otherwise. And then it's just like, go run around this field and find, like, the random bullshit that you need to make craft the antidote. Mm. Or, like, I'm not sure if this was a side quest or part of the main quest, but there's one that's just like, oh, we need rations to feed our army. Go kill, like, ten pigs or something. Oh. Like, there's a couple, like, kind of filler things in there. I'm just like, uh-oh, that's kind of not great. Giving you a little bit hmm. of a weird feeling. Yeah. And then you hit the main town, and obviously theres it's pretty overwhelming. Like, it's a huge city. There's lots of NPCs and, like, quest side quests on the side. Mm-hmm. I had kind of decided at this point, I was just gonna mainline this thing. Yeah. Because I, I really <laughs> haven't ever felt the side quests that much in the Xenoblade series. These,
2: the side quests are not Because they're not based on the characters at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're never There's good. no, like, story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the main quest objective disappears. And I was just like, well, okay. I get what the game is doing. It wants me to spend a little time in this town before, you know, blasting off to whatever happens next. Yeah. So I do like four side quests. And they have this new system in this one where the affinity stuff is kind of more streamlined. It's just called community. And every time you do a side quest for somebody, like they join your community.
3: Yeah.
1: So, like, you do one side quest and it goes, oh, level up to level one. You need 15 more people to reach community level 2. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So I do a couple side quests and okay, my community is at like 6 people now. 10 more to level 2. Uh, and then what hap- what happens when you finish the side quest is that it automatically se- selects the main quest again, but I don't have a main quest right now and I hit the icon and it says, "Oh, reach community level 2." And I'm like, "Oh boy. Oh no." Oh boy. I got like they're finally making you actually there's, do the side quests. They're finally forcing it. Four games in. So uh, I grind that out. They're not great side quests. I hit community level two. Mm-hmm. And then a big, a big story moment happens. Like the final boss comes in. There's a whole battle. There's cool shit happening. Then there's a little bit more story stuff that kind of ties into the Xenoblade 2 original stuff. Like they just drop a huge spoiler for, the, for, for Xenoblade 2 kind of casually in this, and it doesn't land at all in the same way. So, like, that's why you want to play two first, first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the main quest disappears again. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no! So you've only gotten to play for, like, maybe an hour and a half since grinding out to community level 2. Oh, no. <laughs> and this fucking thing, it goes, okay, we need to put the citizens rest... We need to, you know, tend to the citizens... Allay their Reach fears. Com- yeah, allay their fears. Reach community level four. <gasps> it fucking skips over three. Oh my god. Oh, I feel myself turning to stone. <laughs> so, I, so I was just like, well, this was on like Monday or something. I'm just like, well, I don't know if I'm going to have you to finish by sounded- the podcast on Saturday.
3: You sounded
0: kind of done when you were talking I- to me.
1: I was just, I don't think I've been this mad at a game. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man.
1: I had, a Especially friend, when
0: the, I had a friend that was streaming this, got to this point, and just dropped his controller,
1: and his mouth was wide open. What? Luckily, I, I had seen a review earlier that said you need to reach community level 4 eventually, and mm-hmm. I was just like, so I was prepared for it. I did not expect it to come mm-hmm. so immediately after having to reach level 2. Like, they just give you a tiny bit more forward progress and then immediately drop you back in.
2: Just a little sliver. Just Just a little taste.
1: And the thing that's really weird is that there's not a whole lot of side quests before you get to this main town. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think you could hit Mm -hmm. level two prior to being there. And a lot of the side quests towards the end are directly referencing, you know, what has happened in the story so far. So they, there's really no way to just like keep up on side quests as you play the game because they're all so focused in this last area. That's the other thing that really bums me out is that like you get to the town and that's like you've explored the entire world map at that point. Mm. So all these side quests mm-hmm. are just going through the previous areas you've been in and it's just Aww. it's so much going to the map screen and fast traveling around and, like, also almost no combat at this point because, like, I think I was in my... I was, here. like, mid-level 40s, mm-hmm. which was, like, just enough to beat the boss beforehand, but all of these quests, they're giving me, like, level 30 enemies or whatever, and I'm just, like, oh, effortlessly crunching through them and God. not having any experience. So, there was one night, I think... it <coughs> sorry. I think it was Tuesday night. I just sat down... <laughs> And grinded for like five hours these side quests, <laughs> and I was a little surprised I actually got through it that quickly. There's because act- some quests mm-hmm. they will actually have two community people join your mm-hmm. you know thing at the end, so some of them go a little bit quicker. There's actually a really good gag where a character dies, and there's a, as far as I know, a unique screen, community lost oh. and they leave, you d level. Oh no. I just I just started laughing at that point cuz I thought it was a gag and it, and then it totally is. He comes back. He he didn't actually die. Oh my god. That's
0: really good. So at the end
1: so at the end of that quest, he joins your community again and then two other people join, so you get three at once and I was just like, "Oh yeah." Okay, that's a good payoff. It was very funny. It's like I get what they're going for and I think because like once you're by once you're past 3 and into the community level 4, like the the side quests continue to reference each other mm-hmm. and like you feel like there is like still some amount of forward progress in the story.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I just think in general, these aren't, they aren't particularly well written and you're not doing interesting things because you're just, it's a whole lot of fast traveling or just gathering or just crafting. It's just like all the least interesting things you could possibly be doing. Yeah. It's not exploring and it's not combat. You know? It's
0: like the last thing you come to one of these games for is man, yeah. I can't wait to go I can't wait to go run past nodes and pick up items.
2: I got so lucky. That specifically that's specifically what I was cool about with the side quest stuff and one was like, Oh, okay, so this is just an excuse to explore and fight. Yeah. I wanted to do <laughs> those things anyway. Yeah. This is like we need you to craft this very
1: specific item that Yeah, but then you have to go to these crafting the resource nodes and just get lucky with the drops. Oh and then I remember looking up one and it's like, okay, I need this and this and then like they immediately dropped and like the the first two nodes I checked and I was just like, Wow, that could have been really annoying. I got lucky there, huh? Yeah. Oh my god. There was one like specific type of node that I knew was near a faster travel point so I just reloaded it like yeah. 3 times to get what I wanted.
0: Like East 8 has a similar system where like you've got crafting and you've got to do, go through the nodes, but the nodes always give you just like bucket loads of shit.
1: Yeah, but in this it's it's like randomized. You couldn't even look up a guide like oh, or would be like, "Oh, this has a 20% chance to drop here." That's garbage. So like it wasn't but it never really roadblocked me. It was just like it's just not fun. Yeah, this isn't like,
0: fun! it's shitty busy work that nobody who who tested this was like, oh, that's my favorite part. Like it's literally think, like you can't be more transparent that you're padding yeah. out your game time.
1: I think if if the stories were just written a little better, yeah, and maybe you know, I don't know, voice acted or something, they're just very dry in their delivery. There's good side quests.
2: There are it's games right. with good side quests.
1: Yeah. The funny thing is that right before buying Torna, I reinstalled Witcher 3 thinking, "Oh, I'll just yep, run that's around where and do brain some, went. I'll just run around and do some side quests." <laughs> and then after playing Torna, I'm just like, "No,
2: no more side quests." <laughs> so I had cuz like the, the the ones in Witcher 3 have right Yeah, they're in amazing. Them. I, I, remember I the ones should that... actually check it out now that I downloaded like 70 gig game again. But it was just Yeah like i remember lightning returns like having some pretty yeah, nice side quests for quests like unique st-
1: stuff i remember thinking like imagine like being a game that forces you to do forces you to do like half the side quests and not being witcher 3 or near automata
2: yeah <laughs> i mean like old old the old games like Fal- like the older games like final fantasy 6 again like most of the back half of that game is technically optional. It's just side you just quests wanna do it. Yeah, but it's
1: there's just something about because the way it's modern good. games it's more
2: good part of the game. The way modern
1: games like label side quests yeah. as like It's literally side throwaway content.
2: trash. Yeah.
1: And like the production values are just not the same. No.
2: The expectation is no longer that the average player will want to just fully do everything. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like he's eight. <laughs> The expectation is that, all right, the average player is going to do this little bit of the game, and then we'll have all this other stuff for, you know, the people that really Mm. like 100%ing stuff and playing the same game for 200 hours. We'll give them this, all this extra
1: stuff. The people that will freak out if we release a JRPG that you can beat in 10 hours. Yeah. Because otherwise, without this gate, this game's really breezy. Like, you level up really fast, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a condensed Xenoblade experience and I could understand the appeal of that. Oh, so I will give this game one positive. Uh, they refine the combat a bit from Xenoblade two in a way I think is really nice and should have been in the original game is that Mm -hmm. in Xenoblade two, you have these, you have character pairs, drivers and blades. So your main character Mm -hmm. Rex is a driver and Pira is a blade, which means she literally stands behind him in combat and just focus it.
2: I saw. I, I looked at Xenoblade Two combat footage finally, yeah. like recently, and I saw that. I was like, "Wait, she just stands. She there? She just
1: stands there, She's like
2: yeah, pushing, funneling energy into." That's like this is yep. so silly looking.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Torna fixes that.
2: In, in Torna, okay.
1: you switch characters and can play as the blades finally. Yeah, so that's that, very that, could have
0: been, that should have been a thing in the original, but I think that that yeah. game is so weighed down by systems that why add one more thing, like, at this point? Like, that game's almost, mm-hmm. to, the, almost to the tipping point of having too many systems, yeah. so that's
1: Cause, probably why. Because in the original game, though, like, you can switch between three weapons, so in this you're just switching bet- between three team members. Yeah. So it, it actually functions, like, exactly the same, it's just in the aesthetics that are way better this way. Because now mm. you can play as Brigid, and that's fun. Yes. And I play as her a whole lot because she rules. Yes. And, you know, I think people really like this one as well because you can play as Mithra finally. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. Not, not just having her stand behind Rex, giving him energy. Yeah,
3: uh, it's real silly. <laughs>
1: So that's nice. It's, it's one of those things that I didn't look up Xenoblade Combat mm-hmm. Xenoblade 2 Combat when I realized like, oh, you're just never actually going to get to directly control them. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? Yeah. So, so this is a change I really like. I don't think they ever give any sort of story explanation for it. It's just how it is in this one. But So back to the side quest grind though. I, so I spent like five hours fucking doing side quests on Tuesday night. I was just like, okay. I'm also a little disappointed with where the story's been going so far. You better knock it out of the park game for that for the finale. And mm-hmm. at this point I was also like, I wonder if there even is even going to be a final dungeon or there it's just gonna be okay, final boss time, end of game. Because mm-hmm. you know, when when you put content behind such a stupid grind, you might be thinking that people you have to might be people might not actually bother to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a final dungeon. It's not particularly amazing. It actually reminded me a lot of Xenoblade 1 in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a final boss fight, and this game fucking nails the
0: ending. There we go. Yeah!
1: <laughs> they do a thing in the final boss that I just love for the sheer audacity of it, mm-hmm. is they basically they do a similar set piece to Bayonetta 2. <laughs> In Bayonetta 2, there's a fight where you as Bayonetta are fighting a human-sized enemy and then in the background Lady Butterfly is fighting a, you know, kaiju-sized angel.
0: Yeah. They basically do something exactly
1: the same in this and the gameplay conceit is that instead of your team gauge raising up, like, the three-bar thing, when you press start to activate that, it causes the background things will happen. (laughs) So it's basically it's so cool and it's like i realized like it's integrating xenoblade cutscenes into the gameplay
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and, and xenoblade cutscenes are the fucking best in the
2: world <laughs> mm-hmm. which sounds like it sounds like that really really cool moment from xenoblade 1 kind of expanding that the one yeah. i mentioned i think the one in xenoblade 1 is actually cooler but game. this gets close well, yeah. yeah cool so yeah, and channeling
1: some of that energy. It's a lot of that energy. The final boss is ridiculous. He has like billion HP or something. Like the fight might have actually gone yeah. on a little too long, but mm-hmm. I was I was very pleased with it. And then the ending went hard enough in a way that I wanted from this, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't actually repeating those moments that you see flashed to in Xenoblade Two. So I had. So I was like, I was kind of mad that this ended on such a good note that I couldn't just write it off entirely.
3: Aww. Because I,
1: <laughs> I remember the voice in my head when I was grinding those side quests was like, going to be basically, I can't unrecommend this game enough yeah i was so mad at it i was like flashing back to the socks make people sexy most disappointing games of all time list and thinking i was going to go add this to <laughs> it. oh wow well, a retroactive just, 10 years later edition i just don't think i'd ever felt so lied to by a game where it just asked me to grind side quests for five hours
3: yeah <laughs>
1: but then it ends really good and I was just like so conflicted damn it so I, w- I would recommend Torna just be aware of what you're getting into
2: mm. okay cause yeah I'm still like yeah I can see playing that I'm like yeah I can do that grind I can do that
1: it's It's a challenging <laughs> piece of media because of some of the bullshit mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yo yo I'm all done. All right, you're all done. Right, John the Xenoblade all done. Power Hour
0: is complete. <laughs> the Xenoblade yeah. Power
1: Hour has concluded. Oh, so one... Sorry, I said I was sure. done. John sure. finished Xenoblade and then immediately started Gears. Yeah? I finished Xenoblade Torna and then immediately resumed playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh. It's that energy oh. of, here's a game right. I put... Here's a JRPG I... Shelved. Yeah, I'm like, going to get back let's, to it. Z- let's, Xenoblade is going to give back yeah. what it has taken. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I hear nothing but good about that game. I watched somebody play through a majority of it. it seemed fun. So. Oh, nice. You're in for a good time. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I guess this Xenogear, Zeno, the Xeno Power Hour has concluded. I will wrap yep. things up with everybody's favorite a visual novel. I played Yay! one of those say like, like I'll, I'll bring the energy in the house back down to
2: kill this mm. pro- to, pe- to <laughs> kill this podcast properly. Um so the, I played the long games that are just a bunch of good story <laughs> instead of having a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Right, <laughs> separating right. out the story.
0: Right, right. Right. So so like, you know, just a game with cool. a lot of stories. So I played Steins Gate, Linear Bounded Phenogram mm. Okay. So this is a Cool li- of treating this is a cool little freebie that you get for picking up steins gate elite on both the ps4 and the pc um and unfortunately you only can get it by picking up steins gate elite uh, which mm. is uh steins gate elite for those who don't know is uh it's, it's the first game again but what they did was they made an anime about steins gate a couple years later after the visual novel and it turned it out really good. A lot of people like it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So they partnered with that, uh, the production team and they fleshed out the rest, uh, of everything that maybe they didn't get into from the visual novel. And then they used those scenes to craft a visual novel using the anime footage only. Oh. It's an int- It's a very interesting, <laughs> it's something that I, plan- I did not
2: fully follow that. But, <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Huh. It's a visual novel. That's basically made from all of the anime footage. Huh. They they've tweaked the footage in a way huh. to, so that it loops in certain ways sometimes, or that it comes to a stop to where that they can pop a text box up while a character speaks, and then the character's mouth moves and things like that. It's an interesting presentation oh, for a visual novel. Uh, I plan on streaming it, so All like right. I I'll, I'll be streaming that at some point. So, uh, but you only get linear bounded phenogram if you get Stein's Gate Elite. Uh, if you pick it up on the Switch, if you pick up uh, Elite on the Switch, you get like an eight bit. Famicom Adventure yeah that's kind of like it's like a Cute. it's a short reworking of the original story but it's only like a couple hours long whereas this mm-hmm. is literally like this is 10 separate stories that are about 2 to 3 hours mm-hmm. apiece so this is like cool. this is almost as long as the original visual novel and you're just getting it as a freebie mm-hmm. with Stein's Gate elite so so yeah, that's that. Uh, so Linear Bounded it's a collection of uh, ten or eleven short stories that are mostly written by guest authors. Um, most notable for me, obviously, was Kataru Chikoshi wrote one of the stories. So I was just like, oh okay, I'm one hundred percent here for this because I picked the I picked up Stein's Gate Elite uh, because I had some Steam credit and it was on sale for a pretty deep discount. So I only I only paid like five bucks for Elite.
1: Five bucks? No yeah. way. Yeah,
0: I only They're giving it away. away. I, I Well, they're giving it away because I had a lot of Steam credit.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 I see.
0: Yeah. So, like, and all the stories take place from the perspective of every main character from the original story. And there's some interestingly chosen super, like characters you wouldn't expect. So that's, like, one thing that I really liked about Steins Gate Zero is that uh, rather than, like, the first game where it took place from Okabe's point of view exclusively... Zero takes place from a lot of characters' points of view, and you get different views on that story. And 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 uh, so like that's what this entire game's conceit is: like every story takes place from a different character's point of view, um, and and that's really cool. And like they all take place at varying points on like the the world line slash attractor field, um, and you kind of have to understand the alpha and beta. Uh, timelines and and and, and 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 tractor fields from the original game, um, and there's a there's a world line and a tractor field that were created especially for this game as well, which is the one Guitar yeah. uh, Uchikoshi wrote. So, uh, and and that basically gives you the context for what part of the story these stories are taking place in. So like you kind of have to, you really have to have know like paid a bit of more of a, a bit of attention to the world line numbers and stuff in the first game, uh, but they give you that number also while you're selecting your story to play in linear bounded fenogram um, so like this is like, like, like so like, like Steins Gate is a story it's built around time travel and so with that like you can play with these stories and these characters a lot and you're kind of able to kind of seamlessly weave these stories in and out of the original game's main storyline in some really like creative and impressive ways so like each story is its own little two to three hour self-contained episode that can easily like you can easily just kind of like sit down play one and be done for like I played through this just like every night that I played it was just a separate story and I was done for the night so it's like cool
1: that definitely seems like a neat interesting probably the best way to play it yeah like
0: mm-hmm. just just like letting those stories like letting those stories land and then just like because a lot of these stories like they they do have those moments where it's just like oh like i i took some time to think about this story afterward and it's just like oh that really hits a different way when i think about it in the context of both what just happened and the original story oh my god there's a lot of oh my god in this game. <laughs> like it happened more than I thought it would. Like because the, the the stories are just shockingly well written. Um like the the people that were writing these stories were very very cognizant of that original story and respecting it um and paying these stories these individual stories off in their own ways where you can fuck around with time travel um and, and you can still make it uh really interesting and Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the fact that the characters are all being handled by people, like, the, like, the voices still remain the same, like, everybody, everything still feels in line, nothing feels amiss because other people, um, are writing these characters, mm-hmm. and I think the most fun is when, like, the, the, the writers are taking liberties, uh, with the characters, or you get to see a side of these characters that weren't presented to the player in the original game, um, Like their their thoughts on how something was playing out from the original timeline and things like that. Like that stuff is real interesting, and you get a lot of really, like, sentimental or just like happy or really really sad moments uh, that come from like understanding how certain moments are really actually gutting this character on the inside. But in the original, they were really just stand up and stoic about it, Um, and that's really really cool um and, and and um all the all the stories that take place in in, in world lines that are unique to this game are all very good too uh with characters that's just like i i didn't know that you could write a very good story from Mr. Braun's point of view for example <laughs> like he's the he's the di- he's the guy that owns the CRT shop uh where the the, the main characters are renting their lab from and it's like they end up telling this really cute story about him trying to connect with his daughter uh, after, after winning the lottery, because he's like, "Well, what can I do to make this place like better for my daughter?" And it's just like they tell this little three-hour story of him doing everything he can, and it's just like, "Well, we didn't get it right this time. Let's use the time machine and try again."
1: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and
0: it's like, and it's got such a, such a warm and 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 cute little ending. Um, uh, but I think like the best part is just like. I didn't realize, like, I knew that I liked these characters in this world a lot, but I didn't realize how much I liked and loved them until, like, it was kind of presented to me in this format, where you kind of get to live in these characters a little bit. Like, you don't get to live in Mayuri's head uh, in the original game for a little bit, uh, and, and like, see see kind of, like, the... Some of the like the late game parts of Stein's Gate, where there's there there's conflict that arises and and how uh, a situation between uh, Mayuri and, and Chris gets solved, uh, and it's just like, oh, it's so gut wrenching, like and it hurts so much. Um, but I mean, it's just a damn nice little collection of short stories that I like a whole lot, and and I think that like. Yeah people kind of know my taste by now enough that I was like, I'm not really big into like side story kind of stuff. Like it's not really using my jam, but like this entire thing from start to finish is, is, is so good. It, and, and, and I guess it's like the only real bummer to it is that like, there's no other way to, to, to get this other than like, I don't YouTube it. You could YouTube uh, the port. Cause <laughs> I think all of the stories are on YouTube too, but like other than picking up Steins Gate Elite, And if you've already played Mm -hmm. Steins Gate, if you've already played the original Steins Gate, I don't know what value Elite holds for you since it's the same story. It's just we're using the anime as the source. It sounds like
2: you'd be buying this collection. I know. It sounds... It sounds like you'd be buying this collection by purchasing yeah, it Stein's Gate. sounds like leave. this is just worth it. <laughs> and it's like, it sounds like it's like some... 20 to 30 hours, so.
0: Yeah, I think that this is honestly uh, a worthwhile pickup. Um, like, it, and it's even better <laughs> if you don't have Stein's Gate or haven't read the original visual novel, then like, okay, fine. Like, you get to play an interesting, like, version of Stein's oh, Gate. Yeah. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't, like, it, it's still got all of the same content of the original. It's just presented in a different way. Um
1: so. I would word it as just, like, linear-bounded Phenogram comes with a copy of Steinsgate Elite. Yeah, like, that would be, like, <laughs> you'd think
0: that would be the way they'd handle it, because, like, the funny thing is, is like, you can get the other weird short story um collection, which is, like, a, a weird dating sim where all the characters are kind of taken out of whack, and they're just, oh, clear, yeah. they're clearly just having a lot of fun with that. Like, you can buy that separately, but you can't get linear-bounded Phenag- Phenogram oh. any other way uh, than picking up. And, like, I think that, like, like for my taste and what I know and enjoy about Steins Gate, like, I think that, like, 60 bucks for this and, like, the original game, I think that's totally worth it. Because, like I said, like, this is, like, 20 to 30 hours of really good short yeah. stories that you can enjoy after that or after Steins Gate Zero. Um, there's just, a, like, there's not content on this thing that I would skip at all. Like, it's just all good. Like, the, mm-hmm. all of the stories. are really all impressive.
1: Probably there was one story we were nervous about, okay, <laughs> oh no, oh no, There's a
0: character named Luca, and uh, whether that character is trans or not is kind of based on the story slash world line you're in and how that character's treated is in this series is a big old asterisk that I give people going into this series anyway mm-hmm. um her her storyline in this thing is named hermaphrodite hermaphroditus in the labyrinth, and it's just like really. Really? Did you mm-hmm. was that necessary? But the story in and of itself is actually really good. Okay. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like we have to point this out because that's the like it's one of the like this is our identifier for the character is that might be a boy, might be a girl, a Like we're kind of feeding into a real toxic mindset yeah. that's really bullshitty and stupid. Um But like the story in and of itself Actually turned out really good. It's one of the sweeter stories in the collection, I think. That's nice, at
2: least. Yeah,
0: like this is this is a story. I think
2: short story. Mm -hmm. I think short story collection in an established world following up (laughs) like long form game things is like a really cool vibe. I think that's like a a nice energy. Yeah, because when you're doing short things, you can afford to be a lot more like weird and experimental. You can be a little more out there than with the big long story where you have to kind of there are different demands in place yeah um i feel like that was kind of trails thirds yeah, energy. The, like we're both <laughs> thinking about trails third here yeah right? yeah
0: like tr- this yeah. gave me a lot of trails third vibes in that sense where you're dealing with a lot of these cool little compact stories that yeah. self-contained they don't have to contribute anything at all to the original story with the way this is mm-hmm. packaged like this is really its own thing and given that it's a time travel series, you can have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good collection of stories that will make you laugh a lot. It'll make you cry a lot. Uh, it gave me all of that good stuff that I liked about the original game, but it like helped recontextualize characters in ways that I think is really valuable. Like uh, I really liked getting in the head of some of these characters cool. and kind of seeing how... That, like what they were thinking at certain parts of that original story unfolding and it's just like it's heartbreaking at times it's humorous at times um it, but i don't think that they dropped the ball on any of this collection at all like it's just solid start to finish awesome yeah so like getting it as a cool free thing like if, if i were to like the like i would say just get the ps4 or pc version uh because i don't like having watched that um 8-bit ADV game uh, that's kind of like mimicking those old Famicom uh, adventure Mm. games. I don't think that that adds... Like, that is only as long as one of the stories in this thing. And there are 11 in this. And they're all fucking bangers. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think if you buy the big visual novel and find out there was a 20- to 30-hour semi-sequel that you missed out on on the Switch version, that would kind of sting a bit.
0: Yeah, that kind of stinks. Like, I, I, I'm bummed that, like, you can't just get both of those, like, yeah. separately. Like, you should just be able to buy that dumb thing. Uh, why why make people work on something that you're only going to give to a small portion of the audience? Like, I don't know. That shit just is stupid to me. Mm. I'm pretty sure that this was, like, a fully paid uh, thing in Japan, though. I think that Linear Bound and yeah. was released. Mm-hmm.
2: As its own thing, I yeah. think it's it's also just a cool vibe because it's like a two in, two to three hour VN. That's like a big VN you get on HIO. It's yeah. like yeah, that's a nice that's a nice self contained story. That's a nice contained story length. Like, I think
0: yeah yeah. Like and you get eleven of, you get eleven of those little things. Uh, yeah,
2: that really appeals to me.
0: Yeah, like so like this is definitely like. I think that Steins Gate Elite is worth buying because I think that original story is good. Um and mm-hmm. I think that the, like getting this with it is just like an even bigger argument for se- for for, for, for yeah. promoting Steins Gate Elite even if I haven't played Elite yet. But I trust that story enough to know that it's good. I know that like I think that's one of the best visual novels I've ever played. So yeah, like I can stand I I, I can stand by I can probably stand behind that as a recommendation, despite the fact that I have not played elite yet. uh the, weird as mm-hmm. that probably sounds <laughs> like, I, I know that that's a weird way to kind of go about recommending something, but that's kind of, that's where I'm at with it really. <laughs>
2: so. Mm-hmm. so yeah, that's good shit. That's, 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 I, I think that sounds really dope. I'm glad that this. I'm glad that the gate world is just sort of continuing to give you good experiences. Yeah, I think that's cool.
0: Like, it's it made me interested in checking out like the the the, the other uh, Science Adventure Club things that they've done, like Robotics Notes and Chaos Head mm. uh, games of that. Like, so, oh, so, I
2: didn't. I forgot that it expanded beyond that. Yeah, that's like cool.
0: there there are direct references and characters shared between. So, mm. like, I'm interested. I,
1: I've never heard anything particularly glowing about that stuff, honestly. Yeah. Like Steinscape was definitely kind of the one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, this is definitely like, if those are like probably on a sale sometime, I'll give them a look, but I'm not going to rush out and buy like yeah. robotics notes for 60 bucks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. I guess that, I guess we'll call that a podcast then, huh? I guess that's a podcast. Guess, guess that's just where we're at. So thanks, everybody, for coming out. As always, thank you again for the bits, the subs, the resubs. Always, always appreciate it. We love you very much for that. And we love you for coming and hanging out with us. It's, it's fantastic. Um, don't think there's anything left to do, so John Fire, tell the internet folks where they can find you.
2: FirewayTimes.itch.io dot dot And hurray! Where can they find uh. you? Uh inconsequentialexistence.com,
1: Not like I've updated in five years though, but I paid it up again. So it'll he paid it up resume.
0: again. He paid like four it will continue cents. to
1: terrorize the internet. He paid four cents a day
2: for, <laughs> for his web two hosting.
0: Cents. Oh, two cents. That's right. They they discounted it.
1: <laughs> I need to do a whole update to get rid of the flash stuff eventually. Oh,
0: it sucks so much. God damn it! Like yeah.
1: It's just going to of... be a big rar file. It's like download everything here. Yeah, you
0: might as well, right? <laughs> yeah, like like the 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 the, the browser version of Polydungeon is going away. Oh, fuck!
1: Yeah, you know when you visit... When you, <laughs> remember, cocks make people sexy. Oh
0: no, the cocks going yes. away.
1: No longer will DMAC just randomly shout cock when you're browsing it. <laughs> yeah. Cocks.
0: <laughs> if anybody is confused Cocks about what we're so talking stupid. about, c.socksmakingpeoplesexy.net. Is it listed on the front page? I think. Yeah, it's at the bottom. It's always been. Yeah, the, it, the C. It's yep. always in the footer. That's how I find it. That's how I found
3: it.
1: <laughs> now we did some dumb April Fools' jokes. Our
0: April Fools' jokes, where we replaced the entire site, were literally the best. Like, yes. God, just the like. Yeah. We can take a moment and appreciate how fucking awesome we are. I think let's have a look I think here. We We're just. Got, well, I mean, yeah, like you absolutely. Got, like the like 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 okay, yeah, we've got the, giant bone, which I, I I don't like kind of that reference so much anymore, given that the person uh, has changed their name, uh, and I don't want to keep calling them that. Um, but for the time, oh. that was a real funny thing. Um, the the story. The, the articles then, uh, on that whole—we spent what an entire month writing the writing all of those articles for GB. Like it's so stupid.
2: <laughs> there was one that the the indicate ga- the SIP stylized plastic <laughs> and indie then Thomas play. was alone, and then Thomas was alone came out after that. I was like like
0: right afterward, I was just like, "Oh my god!"
3: <laughs> Whoops.
1: Truly ahead of our time. We were
0: truly, truly like, like. And then there's the store with just all of the dumbest bullshit. Stole I stole that site design from Robert's Anime Corner Store. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and then there's of course uh, socksmakepeoplesexy.net version Fuck Yeah Pie. Three point one four one four nine Fuck Yeah Pie. Yep. That's that's the one Rhett did. Excellent. Very, very funny. Oh, my
1: God. Does it really say 2008 on it? What the
0: uh, fuck? We're old, dude. It's 12 years ago. And then version three is the fun uh That flash. one's also
1: going away because it's a flash. Yeah,
0: thing. it's a flash site. So if you want to see the last bastion of great flash content on SocksMakePeopleSexy.net, it'd be version three. DMAC has has oh, continued cool. to be the voice of socksmakepeoplesexy.net and all of our dumb shenanigans for the longest time. Everybody's listening Boy, to this good. right now like what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what website?
2: What are you talking There's... about? And circle jerk circle jerk circle. Jerk.
1: This is extremely funny 12-year-old it's it's nice.
2: content on our
1: site. Yeah, like this man world. But
2: true. anyway, we're going to get I'm our... so I've gotten so old <laughs> in that time. God compare with my true big self when we met we are
0: like what 10 years like is this the 10 year anniversary of you confirming that i am
2: god <laughs> let's go look at let's go it's look close. My, let's go look at my it was around 20 list. it was around twenty so ten because i wrote about metroid other m oh god 15. okay so so december if 20th
0: a soft... december 20th will be the 10 year anniversary no wait it's older no wait wait wait, wait. it's older Hold yeah, on. it's
2: 2009, I bet.
0: June 1st, 2010, was, okay. the, was the anniversary of You Are God. Seriously. Christ alive. So
1: if we made a TalksMakePeopleSexy.net JRPG, Polly is the final boss because she is God. There you go. I mean, we kind of did there that already.
3: I
0: realize <laughs> so this can, I was can, saying. So oh my god, Polly it's been... Mentioned. <laughs> it's been ten years. It has. That's nice. Been ten years since I've known John Pyer. Ah, that's nice, isn't it? All right, all right, everybody. We're gonna get, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we love you very much. Thanks for putting up with our endless bullshit and our endless stupidity. And remember, <laughs> watch Simphogear. Watch Simphogear. <laughs> and you, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.